Hey everyone, uh, this is Sean Hayes, player of Insularanel, or Lily Searden, on 8-Bit Adventures Plays Dark Matter. Just want to thank you for listening to this podcast. And that's it. Hope you enjoy the show. everyone and welcome to 8-Bit Adventures Plays Dark Matter. I am Matthew Tucker, your Galaxy Master for uh, the next couple months, uh, going on a little bit of a jaunt and taking a break from Jamora, allowing our DM to recharge his creative batteries and make some magic happen in the background and give him an opportunity to be a player because... We all know that the regular DM really wants to play. It, yeah. is, it is the bane of DMs is never getting a chance to play anything. Mm-hmm. So one of the main purposes of this game is to give Sean a chance to play. <laughs> Yay! So this first session is going to be a little bit unusual. We are doing uh, what is commonly referred to as a session zero. Uh, So you're not going to be seeing a huge amount of actual storytelling and uh, gameplay. You're going to be seeing a lot of mechanics. You're going to be seeing a lot of character building. Uh, People are going to start creating the connections. I am going to, during this time period, share some of the story that you're going to be experiencing. Because unlike Jamora, where Sean is creating all of the world building in the universe, we are using a pre-constructed universe. Um, This is the Dark Matter setting created by Mage Hand Press. If you're interested in anything that we do here, uh, you can find out more at magehandpress.com. They have all sorts of really cool free... Uh, fifth edition stuff as well as information on dark matter Uh, this is partially because I'm a crazy person and I don't have the time on top of being a crazy person to build my own stuff like Sean does Um, but I uh, was part of the kickstarter on this particular setting and fell in love with it and have been desperate to play it and this is my opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's not terrifying at all. So Dark Matter is a science fantasy setting. Uh, The elevator pitch is space opera, all of the fantasy races plus some aliens go out and explore the galaxy. Um, You will definitely see shades of Star Wars and Star Trek and Firefly and all of the big uh, popular and beloved uh, science fiction settings. Um, There's a lot of nods in the reference material to all of those settings. 
Um, plus some unique stuff that really makes it kind of special. Uh, so in this session, we're going to be really introduced in their rawest form to our four characters. Um, and this is a great opportunity for me to introduce uh, our players for the 8-Bit Adventures Plays Dark Matter series. Uh, to the Galaxy Master's left, uh, as we go around the room, there is Sean Robbins, who will be playing a fighter named Jacko. Space Marine. <laughs> to Got a big hammer. <laughs> I know how to use it. This, this, that, that character goes out to uh, uh, Tales of Jamora cast member uh, Joshua York. You're my boy. You're my boy. <laughs> I, I'm really looking forward to that character. I'm uh, clearly. This is gonna be good. It's so gonna be good. Uh, to his left uh, is Courtney Bolin, who will be playing Cornflakes. Hey, everybody. Uh, a gnomish. Artificer, mm -hmm. thank you. Uh, to her left is our regular DM Sean Hayes, who will be playing. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name. Uh, you can call me Lily. Oh, thank goodness! <laughs> this is gonna be good. Hi, Elf Artificer. Yes. Very good. And then to his left is Chad Tarvez. <laughs> Who is playing a half elf sorcerer? Dragon sorcerer. Named Autumn. So we got nerd, nerd, nerd. <laughs> got it. <laughs> <laughs> He's already in character, I hope you've noticed. So, part of a session zero is talking about the type of game that we're going to play. Some of the stuff has been structured already. We've determined that we're playing D&D uh, 5th edition. Uh, we've determined the setting is going to be a pre-generated setting on Dark Matter. There are a couple things that I'm going to set out as the GM as far as things that I want to see with play. Uh, one of which is critical hits. Unless anyone has a problem, I would like to keep the critical hit rules that we've been using in Jamora wherein if someone rolls a critical hit, it's max damage plus damage. Yes. Another thing I'm going to note is as a DM, I am more, more fluff, less crunch. So there are going to be times that I am going to look at the players and go, and how does that roll work again? And the players will all be trusted to give me an answer that is accurate as opposed to... So a, a roll first, then decide, out, then decide how you're going to do something as opposed to the other way around. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and there are, are going to be times that I will go, okay, how does that function? And then figuring out how that plays into the story as opposed to um, other DMs who are a little bit more stronger on the crunch. It's just the thing that balances. Now, um, we use plot coins in Jamora. 
I am going to be a little bit freer as far as what the players can describe in the game and in the setting. Because one of the things that I really like about being in the game is having unexpected things occur. If I'm being a DM and I'm using a structured setting, and that's why you're not going to see any maps in this game, because a lot of it is theater of the mind. There's one right behind you. That's, well... <laughs> Behave yourself, dude. Uh, no, it's only gonna get worse I, from here. You I know will, better. I will also point out that you rarely see battle maps in Jamora, either, simply because of the limitations of the space that we. Yeah, we don't have a cool table. Yeah, but it's there are handmade. Unless anybody has an issue with it, I am going to be much looser <coughs> as far as players telling me what they want to see in the setting. The two things that I'm going to ask that you not do are, number one, uh, have anything that directly applies to an encounter. So don't tell me how a trap works. Don't tell me what enemies I'm throwing at you. Those I have in mind. I can stick them into a setting you've described. But that part of the building is stuff that I've done some work on. I, I presume that if you directly ask us uh, what sort of enhancements can be applied to said enemies, that is certainly up for grabs. And the yes. correct answer to that, folks, is exploding acid sacks is always the... That's always, <laughs> that's always the answer. I'm certainly okay with it. <laughs> it's already gotten us into trouble. They go squish when I smash them. They do. And of course, the other thing would be no taking away another character, another player's agency. Agency. Yeah. Now, taking away a character's agency, presuming the player is comfortable with it, I'm okay with. If at any point in time someone is not comfortable with something that's being suggested, it's not the way you're describing. <clears throat> I know that certain games will use a um, something like an X card or another method of communicating that we are going into a territory that they're not comfortable with. Um, I would like to think that this group is comfortable enough with each other that we know not to push past a boundary that is unacceptable. If at any point in time any of the players feel uncomfortable, say that you're uncomfortable, we stop. Yeah. Yep. And whether that means we stop, we back off, and the stream goes dark for a little bit while everybody takes a breather, or because role-playing can get exciting, and sometimes it's a little too exciting, or whether that means we back up an action and do something correctly. We're having fun here. At no point are we going to cross a line, even if it's accidental. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. That's backwards. <laughs> yeah, that's where I am today. <laughs> As promised last night. Would you say that that sweater makes you uncomfortable, Courtney? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yay, it's already starting. It really has. 
I'll switch it to break. <laughs> so, right, so should we go dark for a few minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna try and carry on. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you try. So, so a couple other things that I want to note. Um, a little bit of a technical change-up as far as sound effects for Dark Matter. Uh, instead of running Sirenscape, which we've been using on Jamara, we are trying out Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Uh, it is a fabulous free service, and we'll get a little bit of a different sound for the Dark Matter game. Um, other things that are of note, and this is where we will start getting into character construction. And you'll notice that, as I've sort of been chattering, people are still working on character sheets. The characters are semi to mostly built. Uh, people have their concepts. In many cases, people have ability scores figured out. Um, for the ability score process, we went with a point by instead of a roll or a standard array. Uh, we used, we, there, someone was cool enough to come up with an array of all of the options that come out of a point by. Yeah. So instead of saying, okay, everybody do a point by, I said, here is the <laughs> list of every single possible permutation of a point by picture. <coughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> so now... Everybody, is there anything that you want as far as rules, or do we want to go right into character stuff? Let's do it. I mean, I'm good just diving into character stuff. Okay. Squash first, yeah, think I'm, about it I'm, later. I'm, I'm good with, with just jumping into character, because I'm still trying to figure this all out. Some of us are already there. Sean, is, is Jacko <laughs> going to wear, like, big plate and have kind of a... a, a at level over the over the top at, German accent. At level three, a space marine gets an impulse frame, which is their space marine armor. Yes. So yes. Yeah. Yes, that's true. I forgot about that. Yes, I'm wearing I'm wearing full space marine armor, pretty much all the time. Cool. I don't. No. So, so for glory, for honor, for Reinhardt, Reinhardt, Reinhardt. Yes. I don't. <laughs> I don't know that I can do the accent justice because I am. Terrible with accents. I mean, but no, I, nobody's <laughs> as good as Darren it, Paul, so. It's true. Except if he takes the armor off and then he's all oiled up. It's true. 100%. That yep. is totally like an effect rule that yep. I'm okay with. Oil yep. it up with the boys. That's right. <laughs> Basically, my entire character is an homage to someone from. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, from, from Jamara. <laughs> So There's be a lot of inside jokes. I apologize in advance for that. <laughs> Sean is using a, um, and I can never remember the various class specialty words. Space Marine. Uh, the the I easy way is just subclass. Right, yeah. the subclasses. Yeah. So there is a special Space Marine subclass in Dark Matter. That's what he's using. And that's fantastic. Yep. And it actually has a rule where you get a suit of robot armor. Got my power armor. Oh, yeah. Or would you say you're <laughs> jacked up and good to go? Jacked up and ready to go. 
I already like this guy. Just met you like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I'm already excited. Oh, that's right. That's yep. right. Because you, you weren't could, there You could put a little more timber in the voice and then just be like, well, it's about damn time. Uh-huh. I've had that thought. Because I do have the minigun. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> I do have the minigun. I have that thought. I'm definitely a combination of Tychus and Jacobin. Nice. All right. So, gadget here. And, Sean, we decided that proficiencies as far as artificers are concerned we're going to match the gadgeteer proficiencies, Well, right? so, okay. That was the thing, is I know the gadgeteer gets a lot of tool proficiencies. Whereas, like, artificers, like, you get tinkers tools, you get thieves tools, and then you pick one other set. Whereas gadgeteers, like, here's these five. That's very true. Yeah. So I think what I, I can't remember what I did. <laughs> I ended up with one, two, three, four. But it, it was the skill six. proficiencies. Choose three from. Yeah. Now an artificer gets three from or artificer. I think only gets two. Only artificer, gets two. I okay. actually have it brought but, up right here. But the skill list will be the same because right. there are some different skills. Um. Actually, what what uh. Or yeah. Yeah, I think it was basically adding data and technology in there, and piloting. Data, technology, and piloting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else is standard. Yeah. And it seems like it seems like everybody gets piloting. So. Yeah, piloting is yeah. pretty <clears throat> I normalized. I also have piloting. Yeah, Space now, Marine got it at level three. Now a little two. bit of a background thing as characters are developed this evening. Um, I have told all of the players that they have a shared history. Everybody's starting at level five. Their background is completely dependent on the background that they pick. But as a group, they have been working as professional scavengers, which in some ways is very similar to what you would imagine a fantasy D&D adventuring party to be. Um, to a very large degree, they're professional scavengers going, grabbing fancy things from dangerous places. They have been working the job board up and until recently. They are the session that we are going to start after everybody's characters are built and everybody's comfortable, um, they are going on a mission for a dwarven benefactor who is hoping to hire them for some contract work, but wants to see if they are capable of handling themselves in the sort of situations he's going to be sending them into. So that is the backstory and the tavern avoidance mechanism <laughs> because everybody starts their party in a tavern it, it is cliche at this point tavern at the center of the universe <laughs> <laughs> no it's the shawarma place <laughs> ah, yes <clears throat> nice the real question is are, are caravans now becoming too much of a trope 
Yeah. Since, since that was that yeah, was the move that everybody started going big, to after like, after taverns became too much of a thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody was yeah, like, you got you, hired. you've all been hired to guard a caravan. That's right. Or you were all just on a caravan. I know that's how uh, you're high traveling rollers, as a group. High rollers started yeah. one of their campaigns that way. Yep. Both of their campaigns that way. Yes. I mean that's yeah. it's associated with caravans, which yeah. I th- I think is the yeah. default for like Pathfinder maybe. New new trope same as the old trope. Mm-hmm. Maybe basically. I think the last. Pathfinder game I played it was the caravan. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay, so let's get back to making. Uh, yep. Autumn. So where do we leave off? So we got your ability scores. We decided that we're going to do the dragon ancestor. Dragon ancestor. Oh, which which dragon ancestor do you want? Oh, I have choice. You have a choice. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember this. Okay. Sadly, um, wizard, wizards, even though they've printed Sapphire Dragon for their anniversary the, edition, the copy of uh, the Dark it's not available. Book, so I can take right a now. look at the Star Gnome stuff. I think, think I went with Gold yes. Dragon last time, so I, I think I'll do that again. Okay. You have it? So okay. that basically gives you a choice of your totally breath right. weapon and your resistance. Cool. So gold would be just fire. Because, like, yep. I've yeah. been trying, yep. and it's, just, it's been a hell of a week. So should I write fire? Where did those dice come from? So you will have, under resistances, you can write... Fire. Where are my uh, right up here. I do. Yeah, these the these character sheets are laid out a little. That's your whole set. Weirder. Yeah. Also, this means that you have scaly skin. <laughs> yes. No, so getting, your armor class getting this set. is thirteen plus your dexterity modifier. Ooh. All right. I don't think. I, oh, I do have that. I don't have that my modifiers too. in though yet. <laughs> okay. So with that a fourteen, works. your modifier is plus Thank two. You. Sure. So that means your armor class is 15. All right. There's that. And then what about, the, I feel like we probably should get the rest in. Sure. Um, so strength, uh, with an 8, you have minus oh, 1. All right. Uh, charisma, uh, you have 16, so that's plus 3. Uh, wisdom and intelligence at 13 are going to be plus 1. <clears throat> also... And then Constitution there, is going to be plus two as well. Are there? Like what, what are like new ones? That so you said that soldier might right. That is a good <coughs> question. Let me. Because I've common. Look up the answer. And so to that. Before before we, we, doing it, we had Fey ancestry. Does this change? That does not change. Okay. And but uh, I do have dragon ancestry too. Um, technically, uh, so the dragon ancestry just gives you. Actually, does it give you that resistance? I might be confusing that with Dragonborn. I don't think you actually get... I think you are confusing that with Dragonborn. What's up? Oh, wait. Damage type? Okay. So... (laughs) Oh, yeah. You don't get fire resistance. Never mind. That might be later. (laughs) I do speak Draconic. You do speak Draconic. So I would say very much what languages you might have access to are dependent on who and what you primarily fought, because it would probably make sense for you to know the language of the enemy. Makes sense. So Mm -hmm. what race are you again? Human. Orc, orc, orc. Well, but... (laughs) Or goblin. Human. So, or 
Orin? Or there, slug, whatever, Celestial? So there are two human regions. There is a very sort of United Federation of Planets meets uh, Warhammer 40k kind of region. The Human Imperium. They were previously ruled by a lich. Yes. I'm looking at the map behind you. Yes. Which. That's why I'm not looking at you. No, you're looking past me, and I'm totally okay with that. I think that's also where, like, Earth proper is supposed to be located in, right? Is that what High Terra is supposed to be? So, fun fact, uh, in the Dark Matter universe, our Earth exists. So there are mechanically, magic is the primary way that everybody travels and does things. Gnomes are weird because they have this thing called science. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Nobody uses science except the gnomes. But the thing is that the... Slash bangs. The um, sort of weapons of mass destruction in the Dark Matter universe create anti-magic zones. So they make it impossible for magic to function. So one of the main things that gnomes are capable of doing is traveling in areas where magic is dead. Nice. Our solar system is in the middle of a dead magic zone. Is it that tiny little dead magic zone like on the Yes. The, the the one marked soul lower. on the I map behind me. See one marked is, soul behind you. That's okay. I oh, you know what? It's way down at the bottom now. It's oh, way okay. down at the bottom. Yeah, okay. Um so it, it's possible to go visit Earth. We're not going to, but it's possible. <laughs> Earth is overused anyway, it's fine. <laughs> so so there are the two human areas. There is the hegemony of man, um, the capital of which is High Terra. That is, again, sort of United Federation of Planets meets Warhammer 40K. And then there is Lakshay, okay. which yep. is... Maquis. They are inspired by anime mecha. Perfect. So, so Gundams and... Robotech. And Robotech and they, even Sentai. They, okay. they have the largest standing army because they border orc war space. Of course, yeah. Right, so <laughs> so there is a, a hot war zone along a neutral area between Lakshay and the orc war zone. I see that. So... If you were a Lakshayan space marine, then it would be logical that you knew Orcish. And it would be logical that you might have familiarity with piloting a battle suit. Yeah, we're going which, with that. Orcish it is. <laughs> which is a much larger version of your battle suit. Yep. Like impulse frame. <laughs> And as a sort of a mechanical note, if you are Lakshayan in your background, then that sort of Gundam-esque geometry 
is what your impulse frame would look like. Okay. Whereas a hegemony of man would be a little bit more Warhammer Round 40k Marine. Space Marine. Okay. I like it. All right, so Autumn, we got to pick your your skills here. Um, so you get two skills from being a sorcerer, and then I think you get one skill from being a half elf. Um, so let's pick the sorcerer ones first because you have a limited uh, selection. Sure. Um, the only thing I don't know is what sort of extra skills are available. Um, They're in the book somewhere. Yeah. It's I don't have it in print. Um, so what are we looking for? Uh, the added skills, skills for the sorcerer class. All right, so sorcerer. I also keep getting disconnected from the Wi-Fi, so. <laughs> Sorry. I had downloaded the PDF on my phone because I figured that was going to happen. That's smart. <laughs> I want to try something. That's good thinking for a space marine. <laughs> you got to think ahead in combat, son. <laughs> All right, so sorcerer skill proficiencies. Uh, are data piloting and technology. So those are the added proficiencies. Okay. So you you choose two from Arcana, Data, Deception, Insight, Intimidation, Persuasion, Piloting, Religion, and Technology. Okay. Are there any, with the new ones that are out, are there any benefits to... Oh. Is it better right. to go with one of those two? I couldn't Or is there that. like... Um, what are you trying to do? I don't know. Okay. I would say it's very dependent it's on what you want yeah, your characters feel and design to be. And it also plays in a little bit, too. I wouldn't say you should be designing your character around everybody else's character. Mm -hmm. But if you've got people who are already tech-centered, it might make sense to head in a more esoteric direction because the tech-centered characters are going to be weaker at that sort of a thing. I would also argue as a sorcerer with a high charisma... Oh, is, you're the face. Is, ...is picking up social skills might be good. Okay. So probably like uh, intimidation and per, or actually arcana and persuasion? Is so, um, yeah, I mean, those are two good ones. Arcana is sort of this study of magic mm -hmm. and the, and how magic works. Um, persuasion is uh, negotiating through diplomacy. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are certainly if... And, and I would say persuasion makes more sense for your character than, say, intimidation mm -hmm. because intimidation is more, <laughs> more, more Jacko's wheelhouse. I yeah. ain't no space marine. Well, and <laughs> intimidation is... Or deception. That's true. Mm. So per persuasion is coercion through diplomacy. Deception is coercion through lying. Intimidation is coercion through... Scaring them. Threat of force. Right. Intimidation is being a bully. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I'm going to go with Arcana and Persuasion. Okay. Because yeah, that, that seems like my character. Do I write this okay. down anywhere? It's just uh, going to so, be easiest um, for me just to do. I would say the, the easiest way to do it. So, uh, under proficiency through. bonus up okay. here, um, mm -hmm. you can put plus three in that Words. box. Yeah. Um, so, what that does is for those two skills, 
um, you're going to take your proficiency bonus and then add your uh, ability score modifier to that for those two skills. Okay. So Arcana, your bonus is going to be plus four. So Do I put a little circle in there? Yes. I'm not sure. Um, instead <laughs> <Okay>. of uh, <laughs> proficiency um, in Tinker's I would say it, tools, it might be helpful to no get. Yes. Somewhere. There is the option I was seeing for um, circuitry kits. Under yes. persuasion, okay you're going to put I plus those six. Out? Absolutely, oh, yes. And it's up here. I mean, they're basically the same thing, but just that one's, you know. Okay. <laughs> well, they, they, they act um, a little bit so differently. Why don't we but, go over to for, the bonus half-elf one. Now, for it doesn't the half make sense one, usually to have the tinkerer's any tools. Okay. So you're not limited to uh, that Sci-fi list. setting. Yep. I think. Uh, Excuse me. I don't know. I think this is the first time that I'm playing like a, a really actually. I don't think you I big spellcaster. Get a bonus skill. <laughs> Good. Hey, I never would have had the, the I think courage that's if you're to do this before D and D Beyond. So oh, because you're, you're a, you're a half lie. wood elf. <laughs> Um, yeah, DD Beyond is really helpful for that. It is. It, it oh, so you can forego Natalia, getting a bonus skill and instead get yeah. Elven Weapon just Training. For keeping track of spells. Uh, spells Fleet of Foot. Oh my god. So nice. That was the thing that always um, got me. Just or Mask of the Wild. Yep, used it. <laughs> what are Fleet, Fleet of Foot? It's like the ships and stuff. Fleet of Foot is your speed is 35 feet oh, okay. instead That's of 30 good. feet. And then the Mask of the Wild. Uh, you can hide uh, if you are partially obscured by any natural phenomena. Oops. Normally, normally you need like full cover in order to hide. Okay. Um, group, group attention, everybody. Hit points. Yes. Um, my feel on how to handle hit points is maximum first level. Um, Roll. We can do a couple things. We can do an average. We can roll at. So my instinct on it is at each level, you decide take half or roll. Yeah. So it's sort, of, it's sort of your call as you develop the character. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's standard rules. Yeah. Yeah. I can have a prosthetic limb. You, you totally can. can have a prosthetic limb. You can. That's absolutely allowed. That is, in fact, a uh, uh, magical... So, uh, it, uh, there are magical prosthetic limbs. Yeah. There are. That technically re- require attunement. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, there's an even better one, which you get a rocket hand. <laughs> but no, I want it... I want something magically to go wrong with it. And and get my red arm that I, I told you she was gonna just like remake basically it's her all, old May character. I, I'm okay with that. I'm <laughs> totally okay with that. Which is funny because because Sean's remaking kind of Andy's old mech pilot character. Yeah, no, <laughs> for, the, right. for the last time we played a sci-fi game. Yes, I totally yep. Yep, yep, yep. I didn't realize that I had that ability or like that oh, yeah. that option. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, so yeah, so you, you have those options available. I want to go with Mask of the Wild. Mask of the Wild, okay. So that means that you don't get a bonus skill. Now I okay. can roll. That is a beautiful What do you think? What would, so which one would I get the bonus skill with, just out of curiosity? 
uh, you would you would do skill versatility. Okay. Which um, is just you just get a skill. Sean. Yeah. Um, yes. Sean Hayes. Apologies, Chancellor. Ah. Uh, mechanical question: A maul is a two-handed um, hammer, and but it's a martial weapon. It is a martial weapon. It's not an exotic or something. Nope. Okay. There, there are no exotic this. weapons. Yeah. In oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. It's so simple See, th- now. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the only weird weapon uh, is the net. Right. But why anybody would use a net, I, I don't know. Now, now, speaking of equipment, um... Presuming no one has purchased their equipment yet. Because of where we are starting, everybody gets... Everybody gets one. They're starting equipment. Everybody gets 500 gold points. Or gold pieces, sorry. Plus 1d10 times 25 gold pieces. And then you may select, regardless of price, an uncommon or a common magic item. Oh boy, okay. How, how much did you say as a base to start with? I'm sorry. 500 gold? 500, okay. 500 plus 1d10 times 25. 75? Uh, the starting equipment that comes with your class. Yep. yep. And then an uncommon or worse or less. starting magic item. Okay. So common or uncommon, basically. Yep. Oh, is that one? Oh, so if you fall in love with a common item, I'm not going to say it must be an uncommon item. It, As long as it's not rare or better. Chances are you'll probably want to pick an uncommon item. Probably. I don't know, dude. I've already got a, my limb. As a, well, as a <laughs> note... Um, I'm fairly certain some of the magical replacement limbs are classified as uncommon items. Okay. So, um, so the, it, the if it's an uncommon item, I'll allow it. The standard prosthetic limbs that are just just serve as limbs yeah. are common. Okay. The rocket hand one, I believe, is very rare. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I can't get, get yeah. I, I would expect. Let's put it this way: I'm plugging it all into because beyond. it's you fire the rocket hand and you punch people and then it comes back to you. Oh, that would be like having a uh, a returning weapon. Yes, it's your fist is a returning weapon. <laughs> That's so cool. Yes, <laughs> it's very cool. Okay, so quick question. I was yes. reading in the player book that, and obviously I'm a half elf, so this is a little bit different. Yeah. But wood elves get nature have nature bonuses. Do I? No. Okay. They they do is not get uncommon? a bonus to nature. Okay, so if I were to yes. choose yeah, another common skill, or uncommon, you, I would. You could pick nature. Yeah. All right. So think, and you can uh, you can use anything that's everything. available in the DMG as well as anything that's available in the maybe? dark matter. So book. Uh, maybe. Quick pause. Yes. Yep. Everybody roll a d100, please. <gasps> yes. Wait, so you have an, you have an actual d100? Yes, you sure do. do. Yes, I am. So you're gonna roll this one, and that's gonna be the tens column, okay. and then you're gonna roll the d10, and that's gonna be the ones column. Thirty. Jacko has 
a deck of playing cards from the glamorous space casino Hotel Horizon, which orbits the planet Concordia. Everybody's so everybody's getting a trinket. Cool. So this it's is funny. A, a neat thing that has no deep mechanical meaning, but might add a little bit of flavor to their character development. It's funny. Because as a soldier, it said that I got either like a small game set or a deck of cards. So I already had deck of cards written down. Yeah, so... So that so, just gives it flavor. So there's background for your deck of cards. You get two decks of cards now. <laughs> yeah, you're... you're go Take it out and play it in your special deck. I like it. Oh, it's like having a deck that has nudies on it. Kind yep. of. Yeah, that's uh, right. 17. 17. Cornflakes has a data pad containing thoroughly encrypted data. It only has three access attempts remaining. Okay. So it's not your data pen. Right. Maybe. Or maybe it is, and you just forgot the password. The, oh, I'm totally the, going with I forgot the password. The information is encrypted, and if you try three more times, it will be deleted. Unless you somehow magically get it right. Or scientifically get it right. Or plot something, or, something, or something. Plot. 41. 41. I will note, uh, as was brought up on one of the newer D&D show panels, um, not in this book, but in the player's handbook, uh, uh, a, a roll of 69 is a knob. <laughs> Chris Perkins was pretty proud of that one. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. It's like a crystal knob. Mm-hmm. Oh, Terrible. He was pretty proud of that. I was looking for? Lily has a novella detailing an apocryphal, an apocryphal, apocryphal, apocryphal. Thank you. I don't know why that word would not come out today. Assault of tripods on a small unnamed world. Define the word that you were trying to trip over, or that what you were tripping over. What does that mean? Apocryphal, meaning uh, it is not. It, it's been determined. Or it's believed to be non-factual. So n no one can confirm that it is true or not. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Like a pop culture thing. Like, are we talking apocryphal. like Sasquatch type of deal? Yes. Well, all right. Kind so, for, for example, a pop culture thing. Yeah. Star Wars, the Star Wars books, the extended universe, mm -hmm. before Disney came along. Yep. Or after Disney came along, everything that they did not classify as canon is apocryphal. Because... Okay. Because for Disney, it may become true later if okay. they decide to make it so. Okay. Uh, you, you might say that it's like quantum truth. So you Correct. mean? Uh, so, oh, oh, great example. So um, it exists in both the, truth and not truth. The name the of the um, race that the baby Yoda is is said in one of the books. Correct. But Disney has not confirmed that yet. Correct. So at this moment in time, it is that until yes, they. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is uh, cool. The name is apocryphal. Correct. Okay, okay I can understand it now. Uh, so it essentially, We're learning things. essentially, when you use that word, what it means is 
we're fairly certain that this is not true, but it might be. Okay. Okay. So, so I'm sorry. Uh, so what, what, what was the contents of said novella? The novella containing an apocryphal assault of tripods on a small unnamed world. An assault? Yes. Are we talking like tripods like this? Yeah. So we're, we're, we're talking about War of the Worlds. Okay. He has a copy of War of the Worlds. Amazing. Be, she has be, a copy of War of the Worlds. I'm sorry. She has a copy of War. Be, because the tripods are an actual thing in dark matter. That's so Okay. I got you. So, and the be, reason I, that it's I, an I apocryphal hope, story. I was hoping that the, the Australian comedy troupe tripod would have taken <laughs> to spacefaring and, and waging war across the galaxy. Oh, <laughs> I was just picturing that he had. I'm like, not against that. <laughs> where, wherein tripod versus the dragon no longer just becomes a stage play. <laughs> or perhaps this is what it's. This is what the novelization is of that show. I thought it was going to just be like he had a tripod, or she had tripods on just a random planet somewhere. Maybe. <laughs> but I was like, that's okay. <laughs> and I had a thirty-three. Thirty-three. The owner's manual for a commercial starship. Ooh. Oh. That, that's very straightforward. <laughs> oh, cool. I can have two I replicable items. overriding that, because there's one next to it that I think fits better for your character. Okay. A lucky thwarrel's foot. <gasps> thwarrel? A thwarrel. Thwarrel? How do you spell a that? A thwarrel. Like squirrel with a T H W. Awesome. A a thwarrel is a purple multi-eyed squirrel that is kind of like a triple because it eats all of your food, but it also eats magical energy. So when they infest a ship, they start chewing on the power cables. And they're hard to find because their defense mechanism is they psychically make you forget they exist. <laughs> <laughs> so I always know they exist. Well, you, you know thwarrels are a thing, but you've never seen one that you know of. You keep forgetting that okay. you have this foot. So it's it's like the uh, it's like the silence in Doctor Who. Kind of, but but adorably but of, dangerous. Yes. Yes. As opposed to menacingly dangerous. Um. So you get a fourth language. Oh man, there's so okay, many so things we have to go there. for yeah. replicate so magic items. I think I'm gonna items. go with a skill. Okay. Instead uh, of the Mask of the Wild, sure. I think that just makes more sense. <laughs> okay. And weapon wheel. we were talking about a little oh, yeah, yeah. dial. Um, so nature is like knowledge like, of boop, biology hammer. and botany boop, and stuff like mini that. Gun. Uh, animal handling is like, just like working with animals. Which one I have out of the so, so seeing as I'm probably going to have an animal. So, so I just want to share yeah. that Sean's magic item is one of my favorite magic items in the setting. It is a weapon wheel. <laughs> You know how in first-person shooters you hit a number on the top of the keyboard and all of a sudden a weapon comes up? Yeah, like, it's like basically the, that. The Doom setup. It's a little, it's a little dial that affixes to one of my bracers, and it's like position one, hammer. Position two, minigun. And it's just like, it's a, 
it's an extra dimensional storage space. It just changes the weapon. Changes the weapon he's holding based on what button he pushes. Yep. Nice. <laughs> yeah, this is an uncommon it. item. Wow. <laughs> I hoped someone would take that. I'm so happy it was you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I will put it to fabulous use. Okay. Um, okay. So, I mean, that's up to you. Um, I will know if, if we're going to go the familiar route. Mm-hmm. Um, familiar is... You don't really need animal handling. Familiars aren't really familiar. animals. They're they're spirits that take an animal form. Uh, I mean, you also get to communicate with them using your own secret language or whatever. And they're kind yeah, of like a so they're fun. kind of like a spirit servant. So kind of a thing. less trinket in Critical Role and more Franken. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so if we're gonna go that route, then I probably don't want to do that. And so I'll probably just go with. Uh, I think nature. Okay, there we okay. go. I think I'm going to go. Yeah, so that's going to be the same bonus as Arcana. So plus four. Plus four, yeah. Oh, cool. The right tool for the job. Um, so, as a level okay. five sorcerer. I can magically create one set of artisan's tools. Wow, with Tinker's uh, tools. Oh, you said that's I get another awesome. language, too. Uh, yes, of your choice. So I have common, elvish, draconic, and uh, um, we have a. Uh, is it a gnome? I think it's still one ability Cornflakes is a gnome. Gnome. Oh, that could be. I took a feat instead of an ability score improvement. That's what I'm wondering. Like, As do did I. I. Take a, do yeah, I which take one did you take? Did you also take a feat at first level? Can we do that? You can. As a human, you can. So and variant human is plus one to two different ability scores. The one that I saw was plus one to all ability scores. So that's so, base human. Yeah. There's a variant human that's like kind of considered, like let's let's just use this as the default human. You get plus one to two different ability scores. Okay. Bonus skill, bonus feat. Okay. And and the bonus feat, very often is that the variant human has a huge, there's a huge range of human feats that it basically changes what type of human you are because you can only take it at first level. Okay. So let me actually look up where that is. Yeah. It's a little, humans are it's a beyond, super right? weird in, it's not in Beyond, it's, you in, can, you it's can in the also, Dark Matter book. You Well, oh. It's in there somewhere. Racial feats. There's also some pretty decent racial feats for humans and beyond as well. There are. I Not as good as elves. But. Does the does the plus three or does the plus one to all also get a starting feat? No. Okay. So, it? so there's, there's no. The only thing you get with the base human is a plus one to all ability scores. That's why it's also considered like really boring. Okay. Firearm specialist would do pretty well as a feat, right? Probably. For I'm thinking. I don't know what it does. Well, let's see what it says it does. Is, is it a dark matter feat? Uh, no, it's it's in Beyond. Um, oh, you know what? That's a that's for using actual guns. Yeah. Well, yeah. Also, but you, as an artificer, you would have proficiency with firearms anyway, oh, so you don't need that. Right. Feat. Yep. Yeah. That's if you're playing a standard fantasy setting. And you need, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's basically mm-hmm. so that you can play gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I went with Dwarvish. Dwarvish. Nice. Okay. Cool. So you can hear when I'm cussing away. <laughs> In Dwarvish. Yes. 
You sp- I mean in so Nomesh. <laughs> in, in what? No, never mind. You won't be able so, to hear me when I'm cussing away in Nomesh. I will. So will. A, a fun detail. One of the near-human variants is a Gru. <laughs> I knew that would... Okay. Mm. So, uh, font of magic for sorcerer is you have sorcery points. Yay! Yay! Those are fun. Oh. In my day job, I play a divine origin sorcerer or celestial origin sorcerer. I'm doing my night job. <laughs> Got five for that. Uh. Oh, that one might actually be good. I'm not sh- I have to look at the... Does the ability score modifier increase table, on guess? even or the odd? The ability. Ability scores bump up oh, on, on the even, even numbers. The even? Yeah, it bumps yeah. on the even. Linguist. Okay. Feet. Sorcery points column in because the Because I want to know table. how to make okay. all of the cool uh, shit, oh. and I have to be able to oh, understand Sean, everything. Sean, I'm going to describe a feat to you. You can decide whether you want it or not. I'm not going to tell you the name yet. I'm just going to describe it. Strength, 13 or higher. Your expertise in heavy weapons. Run and gun. Particularly the impressively impactful rocket hammer grants you the following benefits. You deal an additional 2d4 instead of 1d4 bludgeoning damage when you engage the thrusters. That is the feat that I took at level 4. Okay. <laughs> Hammer Rocketeer. Hammer Rocketeer. That is Good. the feat that I took at level four. You totally took Hammer Rocketeer. I'm so one. excited. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I, I think if you're going to go full Tychus, you should do run and gun. So. If if you can do it with a minigun. I don't know if you can. I do have the minigun. Yes, you. I've, yes, it's one of the three that you specifically can do it with. It's it's a ranged weapon attack. It's not. It doesn't specify. I think, I I think it has. Sweet. So you, I think you get extra bonuses with a minigun because I think there's like three of those on run and gun. There's like three okay. little. And I right. Think, I think the bottom one specifically requires a weapon with the mounted property, which the minigun is like and one of two, two or three special spells, mounted. Right. You're thinking of spray and pray. Yes, I am thinking of spray and pray. Okay, run and gun is uh, uh, when you dash, you can well, make a ranged so weapon attack as a bonus yeah. action. Yeah, that's two not the one I was thinking of. Whereas spray and pray yeah, is with the three sub. Empowered. Yep. Yes. Okay. Quickened and empowered. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think I am going to go with the alternate near human, but that means I need to adjust my abilities. And I would want to go artillerist for the artificer specialist. That's the subclass that I was couldn't think of the name of. Yeah. Okay. Making sure I yeah. Oh, wow. So we have drawn a blank on the character's name. So we have Reinhardt. We have Torbjorn. Uh, We we haven't selected your spells yet, so so, I don't know. Jury's still out. So so you're saying 8-Bit Adventures plays Overwatch playing Dark Matter? Kind of. Is that what's happening right now? I don't really have a good analog for for Lily. Um... Have either of our yeah. artificers taken the mechanic feat? Uh, I did not take the mechanic feat. Okay. What does that no, mean? No, I decided to it, do linguist. That it, way I can understand more languages. Okay. It seemed like a sensible uh, increase intelligence by one. 
you gain proficiency in technology or you get expertise if you're already proficient. Yep. You gain proficiency in circuitry kits, mechanist kit tools, and ship maintenance tools. And you can instantly assess the damage of any device you can see. You determine whether or not an object is repairable, how long the repair can take, how expensive a repair would be, and what tools or materials you might cost. Hmm. Okay. I have the technologist background. So. Okay, so that's kind of... Uh, technologist background is more of uh, the, the ability is called vent tape and elbow grease. Where it's like I can just... It says you can just jury-rig stuff, so I don't know... Okay. How good that or how applicable that will be. It was it was very but nonspecific compared to... If this to, group is anything like the Jamora group, it will be extremely applicable. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I didn't realize that there was a different criminal background for Baldur's Gate, and then there's a criminal spy background. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Baldur's Gate has all sorts of very weird... And there's also stuff. a Baldur's Gate entertainer versus um, regular entertainer. I mean, I also picked Technomancy as one of my cantrips. So. Okay. Yeah, I haven't even got there yet. So <laughs> I feel like... Uh, I'd, I'd probably just be good enough at assessing damage without needing a feat to do so. Ooh. I also have mending Jeez. as another cantrip. So I'm going to make the note that um, we have about half an hour left in our session zero. So um, not to not to speed you guys up unnecessarily, mm -hmm. but if we want to be able to run session one when we start up. What? Guess, what? Session, where, where do we need to focus? Session 0 0.5. Yeah, right. I'm, uh, I'm just slowly going through Beyond. It's taking me a little bit longer just because I'm... There's... There's a lot a of stuff. Yeah, no joke. That I just don't have... Uh, this This is just like such a, oh my gosh. Would it be so much. My mind blown. No. Okay. Yeah, that's so not going to work. You'll want to pick Ritual Caster as Wizard. Well, and of course, they don't have just a big book of uh, everything. You know, it's, it's because blown through you everything pick else, so I got like, to select wizard something okay. and then read about it and be like, no, I, I need to pick something else. Right. From the Sorcerer list, too? Um, most of the spells in the Wizard so list are also on the Sorcerer list. I am list. at okay. Sorcerer has a much more constrained list of spells than Wizard does. So I'm almost okay. done with all um, of my background So stuff. this is how you're going to get access to Find Familiar. So am I kind of like double classing? Um, not really. This okay. is you basically you get a ritual book. It has a number of spells that you can mm. only cast as rituals. Cool. So this means that in order to do like uh, find familiar is you're gonna have to spend like if it's normally a minute you'll have to spend like two minutes casting it. Okay. Um, and then uh, you do get two That's more. That's what it is. Okay. Um, options include detect magic. Unseen servant. No, see, just change all, all identify. Of my... Identify is <laughs> always good. Do my ability. Okay, I'll take Allowing you to identify uh, spell like <laughs> magical effects or magic items. Mm. Um, but there's also comprehend languages. Alarm. Uh, What's alarm? Do I'm not familiar with that one. So alarm is you basically ward an area, and what it does is it creates um, basically kind of like a motion sensor. Oh, okay. That when somebody that's not designated, I kind of want to pick up like, is this a proficiency? Uh, yeah, I kind of want to pick up the area. It'll work you. just for um, so what about the ability taking, uh, for where is it? Detect magic uh, and identify. RP. Yeah, I mean that's pretty staple. <laughs> okay. I want to still. That also means that um, 
you wouldn't. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, this is a much higher level. Okay. So you do get more options with this. Uh, for the ability to make which it uh, Feign death. So I fake my death? You fake your death. That's cool. Um, gentle repose. Well, I don't know what that one does. Uh, gentle repose is you prevent a corpse from rotting. Huh. Uh, illusory script. So you, like, hide uh, any kind of writing. Uh, Leoman's tiny uh. hut, which summons oh, a Oh, God, I get another sphere, language? Um, that for eight hours... Um, that nobody can like come into that you don't yep. want. Um, magic mouth, which is you basically program a message that when somebody walks okay. by, it plays that message. Uh, phantom steed is you summon a horse, a phantom <laughs> horse. Okay. Uh, Skyrite, which is you write a message with clouds. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and water breathing. So. Um. Um. Let's see. Mm-hmm. So I probably. So first of all, where do I write these ones? Okay. Um, what is that word? So you what can write mean? them um, under your spells and just like mark what? them with an R. Yeah. Uh huh. Right, so it's got to be some like, special uh, racial weapon. It's, it's a simple weapon. Um, so I know spells Artificer. for me were on a separate sheet of paper. Okay. It looks like this. I have no idea. I do not have that one yet. Okay, so I'll write them down. Yeah. Y K L W A. So the first one that I took. Apparently, it is a simple weapon. Find familiar. I don't know. What was that? It is spelled Y K L W A. It is an option for a simple weapon. Yilqua. I don't know what. Oh, it is a. It is a very short spear. Okay. Yeah. It, it is the spear equivalent of a short sword. Okay. Uh, I mean, if you're just looking at simple weapons, um, might I suggest... I'm not equipment, so... Might I suggest you go with an antimatter dagger. You won't find it in Beyond. I won't find it in Beyond, but I'll just... find it in Beyond. Yeah. I, in fact, did not take any equipment that was for s- standard fantasy races. <laughs> because we live in the future. You do. I wanted yeah. a laser sword. I was actually kind so, of in the same boat. I didn't want any... Laser swords are I think finesse I'm gonna weapons, have to, so I, I don't I, need any strength. I did not go for the laser sword. I went for the hammer because I like strength. Yeah. But. So with the tiny hut, um, can I use Tiny that? hut's amazing. Is it? Okay. So should I go with find familiar and tiny hut? Or would you more go with identify? Personally, I think identify we'd get more use out of. I think I don't... Yeah. It's a... In general, Tiny Hut can be extremely useful, but if we're going to be... It's also like... In a ship already, like... Yeah, in a ship or in civilization In civilization, or yeah. Tiny Hut's like if you're in, like, ruins and you uh, need to camp for the night. That's yeah, and that way you can hut. make sure that you don't. remain safe for eight hours. Don't pick Tiny Hut. No. It's a great spell, to, but not for this... But I, Identify might be a more I, I universal am, choice. I am going to without providing too much advanced information, give you something a little bit meta-helpful. Tiny Hut will be useless to you. As, as cool. Sean said, because it's we're in more of a civilized plus, setting. Plus other things. Tiny yeah. Hut works because standard D&D is, is fantasy. Yes. Uh, right. In the future, there are, there are options to create, you know, Fortified mm-hmm. tents. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I'll go with identify. Then. Yeah. 
So, um, so you have identify and detect magic okay. as rituals. So I'm doing circuitry kits instead of the tinker's tools. Oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm glad you pointed out Crunch, this. crunch, crunch, all day long. Yep. Crunch, mm-hmm. crunch, 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 while I sing these songs. Okay, now I need... I'm glad you pointed out that... Why does it keep giving you more so spells I, to choose? I did technically go with the standard... <laughs> all the human. spells. <laughs> ah, very good. Uh, <laughs> choose okay. two first-level spells skill. of your choice. Cool. Oh, okay. Okay, I think it's just it just keeps giving you options if you keep selecting them. So, so really, it's you would pick two. So, you okay. pick detect magic or identify. Oh, I have to choose one or the other. Yeah. All right. So, so. Uh, probably want to go with identify. I feel. Okay. Okay, I think I just right. need equipment. So, now. this is a side note. Yes. Of something just for you to have in mind, but not necessarily. Um. I have made the call that when everybody levels up because we'll be a couple sessions in and you will have been operating your ship for a little bit you will have settled into being able to receive roll feats yay you shall not be picking your roll feats I will be assigning them based on what you gravitate towards so if there is a roll feat I'm gravitating towards in the butter 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 butter. Nope. Think more, Jacob. Captain. Oh. <laughs> I need a. Of course. I need a coat. Of course. How did I? You could take that coat. Uh, as, yeah. a, as a you common could magic legitimately item. just take it, the coat. It, it, yeah. it is an uncommon magic item. Yeah. It's a common magic item. It is a common magic item. All right. Yeah. The coat. All the coat does is just billows magnificently. That's true. It okay. flaps. Yeah. So my the, prosthetic The cloak limb, that he has is an uncommon item. Right. Is there a place on this thing where I can put my attuned items? Uh, the attuned items is on the page that ah, has on the back. class the, features. Yeah. On the back. Yep. Also, construct graphs. Are these cantrips? Those are not cantrips. Construct okay. graphs versus attuned map. Is my arm so both of them? So where we... Yes. So, Actually, uh, cantrips. You know five cantrips. Do I have these ones? Do I have minor the illusion? One feet completely changed my whole build, but it's so much better now. <laughs> you do. Dex right. Right. So, okay, come so on, D&D illusion. Beyond. You're, you, I, I, I know you want to load correctly. Yes. Then I just need um, to do equipment, message. and I think I'm good. Yes. <laughs> but I need to see uh, my character sheet because I yes. plugged all the numbers in. And then it did the modifier. And then one more. And Mage Hand. Uh, yes. Cool. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? It's like, yeah. you know, I plug everything in with what I chose with the point by. But then there's modifiers, and I don't understand okay. that. Okay, so you get uh, first, second, and third level spells. You can know six spells. All right. I would probably recommend going, like, How's this? three, two, one. This, so, I was level five before. Uh, so I had these gonna... three, these two, and Fireball. Is this going to load um, now? Okay, so which... I'm sure oh you get Witch Bolt. Uh, Witch Bolt, okay. Uh, magic Missile. Uh, magic Missile you definitely get. And what was the last Catapult. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, and this and is the mirror thing, image too. Misty Step. Is I need to figure out exactly how extra work. I'm going to be with this prosthetic cool, I can just use my... Incredible. Uh, 
thing on my phone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, am and I then going I to definitely know Fireball is a sorcerer spell. So to make okay, it, it is my left arm, by the way. That is my prosthetic limb. I like it. So. Damn. That's what it was. Okay. Okay. See. See. These numbers changed dramatically. <laughs> yep. Um, was, how'd you then get that? Do I keep my same that? level as because uh, of my gnome stuff oh, and you my artificer. Oh, stuff. your spell gotcha. slots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spell slots will remain the same. That doesn't change based oh. on subclass or whatever. Cool. So if your Ooh. previous character was level five, like you're gonna have the same. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Same I, bought, I bought a whole bunch of dice on Kraken um, yep. for cool. Black Friday. So um, I'm getting a Goliath. I'm okay. getting a Goliath. The only thing that's left is your hip points. That, and like, then your, your equipment tomorrow. Stuff. Yeah. And then yeah, I have yeah. to fill these out. So. Yeah. I, okay. No, I am. Oh! I roll that and I get a 20. <laughs> I am going to say, by virtue of your race, if you have a blaster that's part of your starting equipment, it may be a gnomish blaster instead of a regular one. Okay. Which means it's non-magical. Oh. So it, it does force damage instead of radiant damage. Okay. If you were to buy it on the open market, it would cost twice as much. Okay. But it works in anti-magic zones. Okay. Because it is a mechanical device using science as opposed to a magical device using magic. So here's, magic. here's my question regarding the gnomish stuff. Yes. How does that interact with stuff that's resistant to non-magical weapons? Like, are gnomish wep- like would gnomish weapons be considered magical weapons for that? <clears throat> They are considered... Although, actually, I suppose they, base stuff they, isn't considered magical weapon for that anyway. They, they are considered... Okay. They are considered magical technology, and I'm reading, uh, for the purposes of spells and magical effects that influence... Okay. So a- any time that a spell or another effect would affect some sort of a magical technology, it still applies. Okay. So I would say, I mean, a non, a blaster without a magic bonus is yeah. not a magical weapon. Yeah. It is a magical power source. Yes. Yeah. But it is not a magical weapon. Yep. A weapon with a bonus. Yeah. Is a magical okay. weapon. Yeah. But you can have a, a what is it? Uh, a gnomish blaster with a magical bonus. Yeah. Oh, you've got an electro dice. <laughs> wow, you broke Courtney. <laughs> I love this thing. Oh my goodness. We don't have so we time do for points. you to break Courtney. Right. So, what do, what do uh, I do? so you can either take the average, uh, or you can choose to roll. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, the only problem is if you roll below the average, you're gonna have to take. You know, if you, like you so roll you one. Break me, you know. So if I you was take gonna the one. take the average, okay. so the average for a D six would be four. Okay, so per I'm, level. So that'd be four. So you get six hit points at level one. Okay. And then if you take the average, that would be four times four is sixteen, so it'd be twenty two. But then you would get another ten from your constitution, so it'd be thirty two. Okay. And then because you have draconic resilience. 
you get another five. So it'd be, so be 37. I'll take the 37. Okay. That oh, sounds this like is the thing that's throwing me off. That's more than me, so you're doing great. The thing that's throwing me off is because on this character sheet, all of the skills are around the center. I have no con bonus. I like it because they're grouped correctly. Why would I need a con bonus? But... Well, the uh, the other thing yeah. jumping around. Um, I'm one of the, just going to look think at the reason uh, that that is designed that way, and I understand that it's visually confusing. Well, this, but the other thing, my initiative, speed, and I'm stuff reasonably the same certain. My... So initiative if is going to be your dexterity bonus. The hexes, so plus two. Mm -hmm. There's twenty of those hex rings. Yep. <laughs> so you mark the dot, uh, so you can do a hex chart of your stats. Oh, okay. interesting. Kill. Kill. Okay. Be because sci-fi. Now I, I just gotta in? make sure uh, that I'm your, putting your relevant in... ability score bonus. So it's gonna be plus one for all everything. <laughs> okay, and so like minus one for this up here. Yep. Cool. So I'll do that. Minus one. This would be plus two. No. No, I don't want rare potions. Go away, beyond. Stop. I want uncommon items. Does this count for saving throws too? It does. Um, are, out of curiosity, are there any interesting uncommon items for pilots or mechanics? That is a good question. Let me... Oh, my proficiency Do a skim of that for you. Bag of bounties. What is the... Oh, three. hospitality. Okay. Armor class is ten. Mm -hmm. I already have that I can walk. Graphs, my, magical mm -hmm. items. Do I put anything in for condition? Mm -hmm. No. Where's my Conditions speed? are bad. I just had it. There we go. <laughs> That's there. Okay. Excellent. No conditions. So, I have a question about something that isn't expressly said but I'm positive we'll come up from this game because I know me. Yeah. I have my impulse armor. Yes. Which gives me the impulse jetpack kind of that basically gives me my move speed as a fly action each round. Yes. And I also have hammer rocketeer. Yes. Which, <laughs> the way it's technically worded is that I can double the length of a jump, either high or long, if I jump and then activate the hammer. But what if my flight system is active when I activate the hammer? Because <laughs> I'm I, positive that's going to come up at some point. So I, tonight. I would say that mechanically, it would probably function the same as if you were on the ground. You're just worrying about an additional dimension. Okay. So if you're using your flight speed... Because it's it's not a multiple of your move speed. It's your move mm -hmm. speed, and you get to fly. Right. So if it lets you increase based on a jump, if no one has a problem with it, I would say it applies to that. Cool. <laughs> if you activate the flight, oh, that's, that's where they go. Okay. Yep. Specifically for the purposes of the hammer. Right. Because you're riding the hammer. Right. <laughs> I'm fine oh. with that. 
sure to be a lot of fun. Okay. <laughs> um, talk, do we have more of these? So when am I? Oh, yes. When I'm yes. done with all of this, I can actually make it look pretty. Yes, we and totally readable. Do. I have Perfect. Five. Thank you. Maybe four now, because I messed up on the first one. Th that's kind of, yeah. I'm like, ooh, what's yeah. this? Um, all right, uh, so, so this is sh for ships. Okay. I don't know if and you've been looking at stuff, Sean. I have been looking okay. at um, regular, uh, <gasps> blah, 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 regular uncommon items. I didn't pick any spells, okay. but so uncommon items that might be yeah, of interest for so your spells? character. Yeah. I think. And I'm not going to go like. You'll have to look it up and be on. Okay. Super I'm deep on things. First, it's more of a so. just things that in my head would make sense. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I, actually, I can just mention all of them. Uh, the Ankh of Ra is an uncommon holy symbol, so that doesn't really apply to anybody here. Uh, the Attractor Mine is a single-use item that it, it's a, exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, let's see. The Dome Projector is an uncommon item. It is an egg-shaped device. When you throw Use it at the ground, it casts the spell Geodesic Shield, and it becomes non-magical after 10 minutes, so it's not reusable. Yeah. Uh, the Drone Controller, set of controls either installed in a glove, integrated on a data pad, or linked to a headset allow you to control a drone. I was tempted by the drone controller. But... Uh, so you can be connected to a defense drone, a medical drone, or a recon drone. And I can give you the stats for a particular drone if you were to pick one. Yeah. Uh, it comes attuned with one drone attached to it. Uh, the energy shield bracer, it, it's a shield. So, <coughs> you are going to have to do a little uh, bit of prep work on your spell The Enigma ring, which so allows you a certain number of spells to is it off of send just a straight encrypted list, messages. You, you have an artificial okay. spell list. Okay, so I just choose off of that spell list, basically. Because, because here's so I have I have four, and actually this is where I could use use some input from the group. Group. Yes. So, four items that I'm I'm trying to decide between. Okay. Uh, braces of archery. Yeah. Uh, kind of boring. They give you plus two bonus to range damage rolls. Uh, I get a lot of mileage out of this with yep. my other ranger character. Mm -hmm. Um. Cloak of Protection, again, kind of boring. Gives you plus one armor class and saving throws. Uh, those two are both attuned items. Uh, another attuned item, the Headband of Intellect. This makes your intelligence score 19. Oh, boy. Uh, and then, uh, actually, these are all attuned. Um, but the Hat of Disguise, which is, while wearing the hat, you can use Disguise Self at will. The intelligence one's pretty cool. You're an artificer? I am an mm -hmm. artificer. Up that int, man. I would say the int, but... Okay. I'm gonna go with that, then. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I also, by virtue of being an artificer, have a bag of holding. Oh, uh, you chose that <coughs> as one of your... Um, I chose Enhanced Defense, Enhanced Weapon, Bag of Holding, and Sending Stones. I the, got Goggles of Night, Inkeep, Arcane Focus, Prosthetic Limb, and Repeating Shot. It's not going to be as cool, but might be applicable to your character would be the Ring of Spacewalking. Okay. Hmm... Um, I think I just when attuned to the ring, you can breathe yeah, normally and survive yeah. underwater like or in the vacuum of space so. without ill effect. While in a zero gravity environment, you can fly at a speed a long of rest. Uh, you're okay. in plus half Does it protect me from of, radiation and the uh, cold of the vacuum spells. of space? Of leveled spells. Yep. I would presume, based on the description, a certain number of times. Yep. That it would. Yep. Uh, it's a non spacesuit. Hmm. You can change that prepared list that you can pull But from. I always know the cantrips. I think you pick Although, what are my five spells? or something like I, that that you I classify know. it as okay. you know gonna, the, the travel ability the, on the um, Green Lantern, right? Yep. Yeah. The the dark matter. Yep. Because I'm trying to Um yeah. I need to do that. Let me just look one so I have thing my inventory. Up on and then my spells the artificer. Because that'll basically so make a difference. Is uh, as a battle. Okay, I was like, yeah, because I've got two here. I can use my intelligence instead of my strength or dexterity for a bunch of stuff uh, that affects like, weapons. I'm not mad at it. But these. I don't know quite. But it doesn't show me any cantrips. Right. Uh, like, I'm good with these. Yeah, so there's probably a way for you that, that's like where like you need to pick two of them or something. Yeah. But neither of the, none of these are. Oh, that doesn't oh, actually man, man spells, yeah. help me. Um, it so. Oh, so I always, I always. So the headband of intellect would affect my spells. Okay. Yeah. What's um, Yeah. And there then, we go. There yep. we go. There we go. Okay. <coughs> <Whew>. Spells. <laughs> On the other spells. hand, uh, you know, I think I am going to go with that ring of spacewalking. Using beyond. Is, is that attuned? That's a good idea. That oh, is yeah. attuned. Okay. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah. No, uh, it's definitely a, an attuned. It's an attuned uncommon. Is there two? So is, this way, is there a I can be space Leia. Spells in. <laughs> you mean space Mary Poppins? <laughs> yes. Is there a lot of different spells in dark matter for? There, there are additional spells for. Okay. There are spells, and then there are mega spells. There are mega spells, spells affect starships. They affect the oh, they affect yeah. combat on the starship level instead of on the character level. Well, because I have to pick two cantrips and six prepared spells. I'll look up what the so there's a question so, for you. Yes. Yeah. Um, where is the stuff that I have? Because I inventory? always have uh, shield, thunder so, wave, scorching ray, and shatter. And oh, you also need to pick a background. Not okay. part of my prepared spells. Uh, I had spells. Outlander before. Oh, okay. So, if you still want that, uh, Outlander gives you proficiency in athletics and survival. Okay. Um, and Outlander gives you a bunch of um, stuff to start with as well. What other ones are there? I'm actually not... There's a lot of backgrounds. Artificer is a class. You... Artificer is a class. It's new. So it wouldn't be in... So what, what are we using for an Artificer spell list in... Yeah, so we we are we are improvising to a certain degree because okay. I was I was dark, dark matter hasn't updated. 
We haven't updated okay. the set of yeah. rules for an artificer yet. Yeah. Uh, I was, so we are kind of improvising. I think the only one that I had made an assumption on was technical difficulties. And I was like, if this is not an artificer spell, I don't know what is. What about technomancy? Technomancy, uh, I actually picked as my bonus cantrip for being a high elf. So I was like, I don't care if it's on the artificer list or not. But I would also assume that Technomancy would be on the Artificer uh, list. So it sounds like you should mostly worry about the ones from beyond that. Okay. Okay, cool. That was that was going to be my question. I Technomancy was like, is like I, a combination I... of Mage Hand and Prestidigitation. Ooh, nice. But just with technological okay. objects. Cool. It's like you can switch things on and off or input keystrokes or whatever. But it's like you can't uh, you can't do mechanical stuff like unplug wires. Sure. It's all electronic. Yep. So I yeah. would say that... So I do... am willing to, like Sean sort of described there, I, I'm willing to discuss within reason any of the spells. I'll just work on beyond, off so of beyond. Okay, That'll that's be... all right. Um, and as you get more comfortable, you might as find I get more comfortable, we may discuss like at a level uh, up. Or maybe I'll change a spell. Um, um, you get a component pouch. Yeah. Or an arcane focus. Because I get like ten, one, four that I always know, and okay. six that so I can switch out, yeah. and then I get, so I get two to one of these cantrips. Each dot is so each dot is a separate thing. And I get right. to drop so, the base. So you get to pick like a blaster oh, or a simple nice. weapon. I'm going to take a blaster. Okay. I'm like, I mean, unless you want a crossbow. Le I think level eight is when you can start always using one. level four, four spells, correct? Level seven. Level seven. Okay. Yeah. Spells go up by odd levels. Ooh, I have one like those. One of the fun ones that are on the list there. Yeah. The fourth level evocation spell. Earth shattering kaboom! Oh, oh, I have I have I have a Marvin. You said the arcane. I have a Marvin on my shoulder. Um it's like a staff, a rod, a wand, an orb. I'm gonna take a staff. Okay. So do I write magic staff? Uh, you can just write staff. So I think I uh, am. So you can get either two daggers, Ooh. which deal piercing There's damage, supposed to or two anti-matter daggers, which deal necrotic damage. What's necrotic damage? Okay. Uh, ne so necrotic damage is it like yeah, sears you, away if at If you uh, roll a one on that soul. spell, it doesn't do anything. I want those. Okay. <laughs> so Whereas if are, you roll anything uh, else, just anti-matter dagger. Ooh. Just one anti-matter. 5d8 thunder and 5d8 radiant. Mm. That's cool. So, Sean, you might know the answer to this. Um, yeah. Why are there some of these cantrips and spells and stuff? They have a plus next to them. Like, there's shocking grasp and then a plus and shocking grasp. And it looks like it's the same thing. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I wasn't sure if maybe you knew. Because it looks like it's exactly the same. Normally... This is in Beyond. Do I get yeah, this is in Beyond. I was about to say, are the explorers pack? There are other See, packs. Do, do the ones uh, with pluses in um, give a bonus if you upcast the spell? No, they're cantrips. No, they're cantrips. Oh, they're cantrips. So. Yeah. And in both of them, it says that they gain damage based on your caster level. I was wondering if one of them was like an updated version. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I didn't see any them. difference. Well, then what then, I would guess is that it was a new spell at some point. They're that's usually what both getting sourced from the PHB page 275, too. 
I don't know, Courtney. It's weird. It's the same spell. Just pick yeah. one. Because. Just okay. because. I, I just yep. wasn't sure if you yep. just knew anything. I don't or know. Something. I'm I not just... tech support. <laughs> is this wizard you are tech now. support? No, this is not wizard's tech support. This if, is Patrick. If, if wizards would like to hire me as tech support. Hello, this I'd... is Dog. <laughs> no, this is Patrick. <laughs> is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. <laughs> this is Sparta. <laughs> you just yeah. took this to a new level. I did take this to a new level. Because uh, I want to get through this. Uh, so, everybody, we are on the verge of taking a short break. Uh, our group is going to continue working on their characters. Uh, in the meantime, I want to make sure that I recognize uh, all of the groups that have made this session zero and all of the 8-Bit Adventures Plays Dark Matter series possible. Um, first and foremost, I want to make sure I thank uh, Mage Hand Press, who designed the Dark Matter setting. You can find out more about them at magehandpress.com. I want to thank tabletopaudio.com for the background sound effects that you've heard during this evening's session. For more information about 8-Bit Adventures and to see our regular game, Tales of Jamara, which is currently in hiatus, as well as the fantastic webcomic and art and podcast and all of the other crazy stuff 8-Bit Adventures does, visit 8-BitAdventures.com. And we'd like to thank Pittsville Community Television for allowing us to use their fabulous production studio. Uh, if you are interested in producing programming of your own and you live, work, or retired from working in Berkshire County, you too can do something at Pittsville Community Television. For more information, visit PittsfieldTV.org. If there's nothing else from our brave adventurers who are finishing up their character sheets and hopefully getting themselves ready for our first session shortly, anything? I don't need cantrips because I have gun. <laughs> That's all. That is all. <laughs> On behalf of the 8-Bit Adventures players, uh, this has been your Galaxy Master, Matthew Tucker, saying uh, we'll see you after the break. We'll see you next time. I have spoken. This is the way. Welcome everyone to 8-Bit Adventures Plays Dark Matter. I am Matthew Tucker, your Galaxy Master. Um, we have returned and we are ready for our first session. Uh, everybody's characters are prepared. We've got the ground rules all figured out and things sort of locked down, hopefully. Uh, allow me to reintroduce to you uh, your players. To my left, playing Jacko, is Sean Robinson. <coughs> Hello. 
To his left, playing cornflakes, is Courtney Bowley. Hey, everybody. To her left, playing... I'll remember it someday. Lily. You, you Lily. can just say That's Lily. That's right. I keep forgetting. Yeah. Um, is Sean Hayes. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> and to his left, playing Autumn, is Chad Tarvez. Hello. All right. We're ready. We're set. We're mm-hmm. go. Strapped in and ready to go. So, the four of you have been working together as professional scavengers for a while now. Um, For some of you together, it's been a couple months. For several of you, it's been several years. Uh, The reason that you got into the business is, of course, your own and something that we can look into a little bit further as the game progresses. You have been working on jobs essentially off of the Galactic Job Board, which is a bit of a challenge because there are a lot of heavier-duty mercenary groups um, from the high end to the low end uh, who are filling jobs and taking care of all of those side things. And so an independent crew like you has a harder time finding a spot. You don't have a ship as of yet, which has been a challenge. You've had to contract transport in order to do many of your jobs. Things seem to be on the up, however. Charmonal Hammerhull, a mysterious dwarven benefactor, has given your group several relatively low-key jobs in the past, and he seems to be happy with the work that you've done for him. So much so that he has suggested that he's going to give you one of his select jobs to see if you're ready for a contract. You don't know super much about Hammerhull, who goes by the shortened name of Char. He communicates almost completely via holographic message, so you've never had the opportunity to see him in person. He's very specific as far as what he wants during the course of a mission, but he tends to be vague as far as what you'll be facing when you arrive. Very often, based on your reports, it seems like he knew what you encountered was there already. And he was more interested to see how you would report it back to him. This mission is a little bit higher than the normal run of the mill. Aboard a dwarven shuttle, which is a little bit cramped for your group, um, particularly with 
Jacko's impulse suit um, taking up a, a decent amount of the cargo space. You fly towards your objective. Uh, you have been dropped off in between gates on a jump with coordinates in a bit of an uninhabited area. There's a star. Uh, it is a smaller orange star. It doesn't seem to have had the gravity to really pick up all that much as far as planets are concerned. It does have a lot of interplanetary debris. You activate your hollow communicator and Char's head and shoulders appears as it often does. Your mission is simple. There is a human cruiser which crashed in this sector. You should be able to detect it easily. The distress signal that it was transmitting continues to transmit despite the fact that the cruiser has been wrecked for months. The cruiser was apparently transporting some very unstable artifacts amongst other pieces of equipment. And it was en route to the hegemony of man. Your mission is a little more open-ended than I'll usually give. You are to search for anything useful aboard the ship. Per our usual agreement, you are to report anything that you found and anything that I do not find of value, you may keep for sale or use. When you have completed your mission, return to these coordinates and the ability to jump back will be provided to your jump computer. The dark matter drive will engage and you will return. This should be an interesting trip. Enjoy. The hollow emitter goes dark. It's very easy to pick up the distress signal. Human cruisers not hard to miss by any stretch. Are we the only crew on this transport? You are. Okay. So it, it's a... Uh, it's what would be classified as a shuttle. So okay. it's got room for a pilot and maybe nine or ten passengers mm -hmm. or various cargo. It's not a long-term ship. It doesn't have cabins or anything. Yeah. Uh, it's designed for short dark matter jumps mm -hmm. and, um, you know, planet to space transport 
like to take my binoculars. We can see the ship, right? At this point, it's far off, but you can see it. You're maybe ten minutes away. Can I use my binoculars to see if there's anything on that ship that we might face? So, it is, being a cruiser, it is a large ship. Fortunately, it looks like you're not going to need to deal with as much as you would in a ship this class and size. Uh, there's been a lot of damage done to the ship. As a matter of fact, pretty much the first, the, the front half of the hull has crashed into a large asteroid. And just from the external view, it looks like large parts of it are going to be inaccessible. Uh, there are several points which you can dock on the ship. There appears to be a rear docking bay, which you can reach without too much difficulty. Um, there are also several external docking points where a ship of this class might dock with another ship without loading into it. Um, which you'd be able to attach to using the airlock on the shuttle easily enough. Where do we... Uh, I'm getting my suit on. Where do we think we want to dock, everybody? Wherever it's going to make the most sense. There's that airlock on the port side looking pretty good to me, Boyle. I think that's a pretty good idea. I will, uh, I assume that one of us is piloting. Yes. I will assume that I am piloting. <laughs> I'm like, not it. I was kind of assuming you also. <laughs> Since I am a good pilot. Um, you are best pilot? I might be best pilot. You might. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will, uh, I will guide the ship over to the port side docking bay. Or docking port. You're able to dock easily enough. The automated systems are non-functional, but this is a fairly routine maneuver. You've docked at damaged ships in the past before. Uh, at this point, the seal is made successfully. All seems to be well as far as you can determine. I'll take point. Okay. Sounds good to stay, me. Stay close till we figure out what's going on in there. Mm-hmm. See trouble. Holla. Sure. Okay. I so assume you you'll see it before I do, but... I don't got eyes in the back of my head. I engage the airlock. Okay. You open the airlock, and it opens into a... You're sort of a small receiving room, as would be standard, to allow transition between two ships in the airlock. 
there is a hallway to the left and to the right. The emergency lights in the ship continue to be active, but they are probably at the end of their power at this point. Um, they flicker ominously. You can still see clearly. It doesn't affect your ability to see. It's dim light, though. Okay. So your distance is limited. Sounds good. Oh, Unle- unless you have dark vision or other enhancements. Fun fact is, uh, dark vision treats darkness as dim light, which still imposes disadvantage on perception checks. This is true. This is the way. <laughs> I make a left. Okay. I follow behind. I follow. What are you nerds keeping track of the floor plan? Making making a mental note. Yeah. Come along, Ego. As a mechanical. I'd like to. Danonicus follows along. I want to bring my familiar, my fox familiar. Okay. The current hallway that you're in is, for the damage on the exterior of the ship, is not that bad. Um, You're along an exterior hallway, so there are um, viewports which are either holding or have been sealed shut by um, blast doors because each of the small viewport windows has a blast door attached to it. There are residential rooms every 20 feet or so to your right. I'll check those out as we go. Okay. There isn't a lot of interest, unfortunately, at least thus far. Uh, There is personal effects. Uh, It doesn't look like any of the weapons were allowed to be stored in anybody's rooms, so there's no blasters or other notable equipment. I had a feeling. You also unusually notice that there are no bodies. A crash like this would have if there were no survivors. And as you were approaching, none of the escape pods had released. Mm. So there were no open pod ports. Okay. That's curious. Can I do an arcana check? Sure. Uh, not Nat, but 20, uh, 16 plus 4 is so 20. Okay. An examination of the 
arcane energies of the space that you've looked through thus far don't show anything of note. I mean, all of the electrical components seem to be, or the magically electrical components seem to be functioning as expected. Uh, they're damaged. Uh, there's nothing overtly magical about anything that you can detect. You do sense that some of the magically active systems in the ship beyond just the power systems um, might also be active. But there's not really... There's no arcane explanation for why there's no remains. Either bodies or people. Do we want to check to see if there's still the ship's logs intact? Yeah, yeah I was thinking that's that. what I was going to do is see, like, what, I mean, because there, there should, if this was a crash, there should be bodies. Yes. If there were bodies on this ship to begin with, I want to see if there's some sort of, um... Well, a ship of this size would certainly have a sizable crew. Yeah, so I'm, I'm... I'm just wondering... If, if there were no bodies, uh, it would not be in the state that we're approaching it in. It would be far, far worse. Yeah, yeah, I think that... Um... Russell got lucky. Mm. <laughs> Everybody in one room that suddenly got blown apart? Do you think teleportation magic or anything like that may be at play here? Hard to say. I don't know. Um, can I go, f- like, find a, a terminal and see if I can pull up, like, a manifest of, like, what should have been on this ship? Sure. While we're going through this wreck, I want you to take a close look. See what it might take. Maybe get it flying again. I don't know. If the engines are intact, there's no saying. I assume that might take some time to get down to wherever the engines were. It might. Unless there is, a, again, another sort of station nearby to run a diagnostic. And, and you might even find something on the way down there that makes it not skyworthy. I don't know, but... Or something valuable. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, because anything that he doesn't basically want, we get to keep... Yes. I'm just saying, things of value. Ship's got value. Should we go room by room? Let's start there, yeah. Yeah. Logical. But on our way down, just keep an open eye and an open ear. I think we should definitely stick together on our way down, too, until we know exactly what's going on here. Oh, I agree. That's standard operating procedures there. Yeah. So, clarification. Where's the group going? I think... That's a great question. I think Okay. Because I'm picking up that you've agreed to go. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think I've picked up where you're going. So to clarify, is there a terminal in this room? 
Because I think it, step it, one, finding the manifest, yeah. it, was it, a fabulous idea. It appears that there is a residence terminal okay. Okay. in each of the rooms. Okay. They are... Can you standardly act? It, it's... Get to the manifest from there, or...? Not under normal circumstances, but someone who is proficient in data should be able to handle it easily enough. Okay. Looking at the nerds. I, I, I forgot to look at that part. <laughs> we don't have an X there, so... I will yeah. head over to the terminal. Sorry. Uh, is it operable? Uh, it... It's taken you about three rooms to find a terminal that hadn't been crushed under something oh. that fell over. Um, just through your examinations, you do find one that's functional. Yes, I will. Boop. So the residential terminals are fairly standard as far as what they're able to access. Mm -hmm. um, sort of general historical library type, you know, things that you would find on a surface search on the internet. Um, the It looks like if you were to try and dive a little deeper, uh, you might be able to trick the terminal into giving the information that you're looking for. Um, of note, however, it looks like the um, faster-than-light communication system is non-functional. So there's no access to any web connections, basically. So, so, so there's no roll, Wi-Fi. You can roll... Correct. You can roll your data if you would like. Sure. Uh, I suppose the information that we're really looking for should be stored locally anyway. Right. Yeah. Ships usually required to carry their manifest with them. Uh, that is a total of 18. You are able to, with some rerouting and some relatively... You definitely can't get any of the higher security data, but you're very easily able to get sort of common officer information, uh, including the manifest. Um, the ship was en route from a Rothian attack site carrying a selection of artifacts from the attack. Uh, there were no living Rothians, as tends to be standard. Um, but there are several of their mechanical devices that they were able to secure and the hope was to get them uh, to a laboratory to analyze. 
There is also aboard the ship what appears to be a larger than average cargo space. The cargo space appears to be so there was the to the aft of the ship there was that docking bay which you opted not to go with. You went with one of the docking ports on the side. So the docking bay is sort of between the main engine structure. This cargo space appears to be underneath that docking bay and sort of in the rear belly of the ship. Any attempts to find out what's in that bay is coming up with restrictions. Well, we don't certainly need to look that information up on the computer. We can find that out for ourselves. Indeed. Mm-hmm. However, it looks like uh, this is carrying Rothian artifacts. That's interesting. Indeed it is. That we're being shuttled for uh, investigation and diagnosis. Uh, I suppose that's something we could do ourselves. Hmm? I don't see why not. So, so as a note, the Rothians are a uh, trans-dimensional, trans-galactic, no one's really clear on the origin uh, species that has a psychic hive mind and seems to be interested in the psychic domination and enslavement of the galaxy. For example, they power their ship with the psychic energy of people's brains that have been popped out of their bodies and tortured to the point that the psychic energy powers their ships. Oh, good. Yeah, they're a lovely group. Yeah, lovely. That's the word. Hmm. Uh-huh, I, yeah. I think given the choice between the two, I'd rather just have my brains eaten by mind flares. What are those? <laughs> oh, you, you must have heard of them before. Uh, octopus tentacle headed oh yeah monsters no, the, from beyond the, the stars the, the creatures of my nightmares yes yeah well, not yeah. if you ever meet one you won't have no nightmares then <laughs> you'll be the nightmare <laughs> can I do a nature check to see if there's any way to okay, figured that out. any more information like to how to be ready for them to know signs that they're about to pop out of somewhere I suppose you could. Uh, that's going to be a 15. Okay. Um, and there's not really anything all that natural about a hegemony cruiser. There's not really anything that you can determine. Um, other than the fact, and you got a sense of this from your arcane testings but it was sort of like a hint and you kind of ignored it um your nature assessment confirms that there's something off about the energy of the ship you can't put your finger on what it is but it, it's not 
it's not running correctly. There's, I'm, I'm feeling like there's something a bit off, guys. Uh, the magic see, and seems to be normal, but there's something in my gut that just is telling me that something's just not right here. Everyone roll perception for me. Nineteen. Nineteen. Thirteen. Eleven. The two of you hear the whine of anti-grav engines coming down the hallway. Yeah. Yeah, there, that, that, there's something. Something. Something's coming. Uh, would you like me to go scout it out? Yes. Yeah. Be careful. I'm going to cast invisibility on myself. Woo! Okay. Uh, with my uh, repeater drawn. Before you do that, roll your data again. Okay. Uh, 23. Okay. <clears throat> As you're making your preparations, you notice that something has been actively accessing the data systems of the ship as well. Something not you. And it's easy enough to infer that whatever was accessing the systems detected you accessing the systems. So prior to me casting invisibility, I'm just going to it seems that uh, someone else was accessing the systems as well, uh, and this is perhaps what is coming to check it out. I'll be back in a flash. Blink! Take care uh, of yourself, Boyle. Oh, okay. Not a boy. It's a boyo. <laughs> right, he. Boyo all boyos. <laughs> all boyos. <laughs> Good boys. So it's like it's, fam. <laughs> and, and, or dude. And, right, dude. It's it's well, no, fam is, is now the gender neutral. Okay. Yep. Uh so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my uh my bot with the group. Okay. Um and yeah, go um sort of sneak so off in the direction of this based. noise. So okay. Coming down the hallway. Okay. About, you can see clearly-ish. The, the hallway goes on for, it looks like 200 more feet before mm -hmm. it splits off again. About 100 feet from you are six small objects heading in your direction. Hovering. Um, do they look like drones or droids? Um, roll or your tech. Uh, twenty-four. They're definitely drones. They look like they're in the defense configuration. Okay. Uh, drones that. 
our defense drones have an integrated blaster, so they're small. They'll shoot at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and their sensors are capable of blind sight function. So within another 40 feet or so, they're going to be able to detect you despite the invisibility. Yeah, I'm going to make my way back to the group <laughs> upon making this discovery, um, moving as quickly as I can. Okay. okay. Um, so when I get back, I'm going to drop invisibility. Um, it seems uh, there are some defense drones coming this way. Well, this uh, just got all sorts of fun. About a half a dozen. Oh, great. Uh, they have activated defense mode, so we should be uh, either moving along or be prepared for a firefight, it looks. Oh, I'll take care of that. Don't okay. worry about that at all. Their little stingers can't hurt me none. Okay. Do you think that they can still understand commands from other people, or do you think that they can be will be persuaded? I mean, it's entirely possible, but... Uh... It's possible, but... I could always telepathically talk to them. Well, it's tough to know if these are I mean, I magical or if it's more mechanical. You would need some sort of technological input. Yeah, because sometimes if it's if it's if it's magical, it might be able to be persuaded. Mm. But if they're mechanical and going off of just this is their orders, I did sense before that there was some other systems besides just the engine operating on a magical basis. So, quick clarification with yes. your tech role. Yeah. Um, and with your familiarity with drones and so forth, you know that drones have a highly rudimentary um, sort of almost animalistic intelligence. For example, if you tell them to look for a screwdriver, they're smart enough to know what a screwdriver is and to go find it. But they need a controller in order to operate on that command. Yeah. So unless they're highly modified, which it did not look like, um, more than likely there's someone who sent them to seek out intruders. Um, Out of curiosity, uh, as far as the design elements go, um, did did the drones look like uh, that they had um, design aspects of a particular culture? Standard model? It was difficult to see with the light the way it was. Okay. Um, they appeared to be relatively run-of-the-mill human design drones. Okay. What What if we distract the course that they're heading towards us? Did you guys notice any uh, fork, like forks in the ship's path? Uh, no, it was a fairly straight shot. Okay. Mm. Uh, perhaps we should get moving. Yeah. I think you're right. Which way, though? Away from the drones. Or do yep. we want to go towards them and figure out who's behind it? Uh, well, Jack, you are a Marine. So, so, clarification to make sure that I'm, I'm visualizing this the way that everyone else is visualizing this. 
you return to the room that everyone yep. was sort of based in. Yeah. Okay. So you're in the room. Okay. I think I would be in the hallway just outside at this point once I heard there was incoming. Okay. But yes. As you move out of the room, you see them. They're in firing range. Roll initiative. Uh, all of us are just Jacko. Um, Jacko, and then we'll do another round. Okay. And okay. Initiative is essentially just Dex modifier. Yes. Yes, unless you have something else to modify it. No. Nope. The, the alert feet or a bard. Six. Six. Okay. Uh, the drones go first. Your armor class is... 16. 16. Okay. Okay, so two hits, one crit. Perfect. <laughs> Starting this game off right. <laughs> so let's see. So Can that we get a TPK is... in the first session? <laughs> Nearly happened before. Between the three shots, one of which gets you square in the center of the armor, right at center mass, uh, you take a total of 17 radiant damage. good. And it's your turn. They're within my range as well. They're within uh, 240 squares or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Feet. Okay. <laughs> oh, goodness, yes. What orientation would you say they're in? Are they kind of close together? Are they? I would say that, so the hallways are about 10 feet wide, roughly. Okay. Uh, so I would say the way they're configured, maybe three to a five foot space, sort of swarmish. Okay. I'm going to target the 10 foot cube that they're in. Please make reflex saves for all of them. Uh, dexterity? Reflex <laughs> saves. Yeah. Or dexterity saves, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Uh, your DC for that is 14. Two of them succeed. The ones that fail take 13 damage. So, so what did you do? Spray and pray. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> you gotta make a DC 14, or you take the 2d8 damage, which okay. is, what did I say, 13? Yeah. Um, four of them explode. Oh, perfect. And ooh, and I get another attack, I think. Let me look at the details. Yeah, yeah, because you're, you're it, not it, used to fighting quite might, yet. I'm not used to fight, and I'm not used to like the nuances of this particular feat. Like right? it That's might require good. you to use an action to do that. Right. I think it was just like as an attack, I can do that. But let me just double check that, just to. Which that's gross. <laughs> 
if yeah. it's an attack. Right. As an, as an action, yeah. So that was my action. Yeah. Okay. Yep, so that was me. Okay. Um, everyone, everyone roll initiative. <coughs> you, you roll it again in order to so, reestablish your place in the <laughs> initiative. Question. Answer. Streak Can I see any of the two remaining drones from my current position? Um... So, Jekka was outside of the room. Everyone yep. was talking about going outside of the room. So, at this point, no. Okay. You you see Jekka shooting at them. Yeah. But you don't... So You I, can't I don't see have them from where you are. Not, to shoot first. Not yet. You've got to... <laughs> you've got to move. Okay. Before you can shoot. So, I don't, I, I don't get my free attack. Then. You don't, yeah. I'm afraid. Okay. So what are we looking at? Nine. Two. Uh, Fifteen. Nineteen. Okay. So the, <laughs> the, the, the order is Autumn, Lily, Drones, Cornflakes, Jacko. Uh, I think nah, I know Cornflakes. Nah. Oh, no, Jacko, Cornflakes. Jacko I'm sorry. Flakes. All right. Um, I would like to look out the door to be able to have them in sight. Okay. And then I would like to do a level two uh, witch uh, witch bolt. Okay. Um, and with witch bolt, I e- don't... Easily doable with your move, and then... Cool. And do I have to roll spell attack for this? The initial one, I believe, is an attack. Make a ranged spell attack against that creature. All right. Okay. Um, it's it's to to maintain it. You then don't need to make further attacks. So one thing I didn't figure out is what my spell attack bonus is. So uh, your spell attack bonus is going to be plus six because it's going to use your charisma plus your proficiency bonus. All right. Plus six. Yep. Let's okay. Uh, so roll. Uh, sixteen plus six, so twenty-two. That's a hit. All right, and I rolled two d12s. 11. Wait, two d12? Yeah, it's a... Oh, you cast at level two, right? Yeah. Yes. 13. Um, the one, so you you target one of them, and it explodes in a brilliant burst of sparks and flame. So we have one left, right? Correct. All right, can I peek back behind the door still, or am I stuck peeking out the door? <sighs> So unless you have a feat, you can't split a move, correct? You make uh, a move and then you make an action? No. You can split up your movement between any attacks that you have. Or okay. Action, however you see as, fit. As long as you don't exceed your... Your movement. Yeah. You can very easily step back. Yeah. Cool. Everybody gets spring attack. Uh, very good. They Wizards decided it, it it's way too limiting and to make it a little more cinematic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, for example, if you're a fighter with four attacks, you can move... Like, you could move eight feet, attack, eight feet, attack, eight feet, attack, six feet, attack. Very nice. Yeah. Good deal. Thanks, Wizards. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm going to uh, 
run up to the door, and that's that's a sound idea, Is and then swing out from the door and uh, see if I can get a, a line on a shot to the remaining drone. Okay. Uh, take two shots and then duck back behind cover. Okay. Go for it. I do believe that's going to hit with a 26. Oh, goodness, yes. <laughs> oh, I want to use good dice. Let's use Hellfire. Uh, for a total of 10 points of radiant damage. The last drone explodes. I didn't even get my second attack. Told you they was nothing. I think I'm going to go up and just kind of check them out to see if there's any markings or anything on them. Does that sound like a good idea to you guys? Yes. I'll cover you, but yeah, oh, yeah. let's do it. All right. And I'll take point Dude, I didn't in even front of you, toe. but I'll walk past the drones. You did, you you did not. Sure. Wow. No, that's okay, because I'm still trying to wrap my head around all of this. It's all good. So, yeah. Uh, I go up to the drones following behind Jack. Jack's going to go a little bit ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to look for them for anything that we can take and any symbols, just the whole shebang. So, roll your technology. Okay, technology. And if you don't have it, you roll whatever the bonus is. I get plus one. Eleven. There isn't really much left to salvage. Um, I mean, there's metal scraps, but honestly, it's not refined enough at all or of any particular note. Um, There isn't really any symbolism that's unusual at standard serial numbers and um, identifiers for the fact that it's a human craft uh, there doesn't appear to be any ship identifier on them which may or may not be unusual um, it hasn't been removed it's quite possible that they were just stock drones that had just arrived or were being transported or something so they're not part of the ship's regular complement and there's no magic attached to them or anything like that? They're just standard stock? I, other than the arcane batteries that run them. Okay. Um, I think there is magic attached to most tech that we find. Correct. But it's like standard. Yeah, they, it's, it's like the low level. There, There is the same sense of offness, but nothing more than that that you can determine. Okay. Cornflakes, should we um, continue to press ahead a little bit while they're investigating these drones? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. See if we can mm-hmm. see what's in that cargo bay. Yeah, because if that, 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 that's... We're going to scout out ahead. Don't get too far. I don't know if that's a good idea. We still, I mean, we just got attacked, guys. Don't you think we should still stick together? I think you guys handled that so quickly that I didn't even get a chance to react. I, I still... I, they seem like they can be pretty quick. Doesn't mean the next one won't be harder, Boyle. Well, we can always just run away. 
It seems like somebody's controlling them. I was gonna say we, we were going to do this while you guys were searching. Yeah. The the drones. Yeah. That's up to you. Just, yeah. I would very much like to see what's in this cargo bay. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Jack and I won't be far behind. It's almost like curiosity is a core personality trait of mine. <laughs> Don't go getting yourself into anything you can't handle. Pat, pat, pat on the mechanical <clears throat> dino droid. <laughs> so, based on the information that you were able to pull, yes. um, the cargo bay in question is about five decks down. Okay. Uh, it's difficult to determine at this stage uh, whether the crawlways that are very common in ships like this would be your best technique uh, or whether it would be worth trying to find an active lift. With the power systems in their current state, a lift might be difficult, but it's not impossible. I am concerned as to whether Jacko will fit in a crawl space. Yeah. Probably not. I'm a huge dude in I addition mean, to having huge armor. <laughs> I mean, I it's it's really hard for me to, to gauge because he's so... And I'm so... Yeah. <laughs> he's up here and I'm and, down here. And the fact that if this was a Lakshayan ship, crawl spaces like this would be specked out for armor because it's relatively standard. Yeah. Um, they would have modified their ships or the newer built ships can handle that sort of thing. Hegemony ships are a little bit tighter and more restrictive in that regard. Yeah. So getting... I've seen Star Trek. I know how small those Jeffrey's tubes are. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of the feel that we're going for. A little bigger, but not, not much. by much. Yeah. Not Space by Space Marine much. armor is probably not going to fit in there. Probably not. Um, what do you say we try and find a lift if we've got to go five floors down? Yeah, yeah. If we've got to go that far, I... Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so let's go try and find one of the lifts. Okay. Um, you can continue the direction that you were headed in the direction that the drones came, mm -hmm. or you can backtrack. I, I say we keep going forward. Agreed. Okay. Onward! Okay. You continue along the path, and there's another fork. The left-hand fork seems to continue the course along the outside edge of the hull. The rightward fork seems to direct you in towards chip core. Deeper in. I would argue that we would probably need to head deeper in. Well, yeah, because, I mean, if a lift is going to be there, then it's like, if this is the ship... I mean, you, who puts you... a lift on the outside of a ship? Yeah, that just doesn't make sense for to be able to get everything there. That That's just asking for people in elevators to get blown off during yep. combat. Yep. Ding. Ding. 
To the right we go. To the right you go. Uh, as you oh, can. Before we do that, um, I'm going to use uh, magical tinkering. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to apply uh, a static visual effect to um, like a piece of scrap metal that's okay. on the ground. Uh, that simply says it has an arrow that says this way and I'm going to affix it to show which way we Thank came. You. I was hoping you were going to do something like that. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Just, just so that way, when, when we're not going to get too far ahead, but I also want to make sure that they'll be able to take the right path. And... Uh-huh. Yes. That's, that's, a, that's a good idea. Um, so yeah, it's... Uh, I can basically infuse like up to three items that way. They're like little prestidigitation type effects. Okay. Excuse me. You set your marker and head deeper in. Um, this section of the ship, again, appears to have minor effects from whatever the impact was. Sections of um, tiling there have broken off. Um, the walls have been damaged and buckled in certain ways. Nothing enough to... Cause structural... Cause any sort of notable structural damage or allow you to pass through a bulkhead. Um, but it, it, the ship has definitely seen better days. Uh, the ceilings are relatively undamaged. The emergency lighting continues to flicker and start but continues to function. Um, um, remind me quick because my brain isn't working right today. There's no like alarm going off of no. like, you know how sometimes when, like the power goes off and alarm starts to go off? So yeah. there's no alarm or anything, just the emergency floodlights basically. Yep. Correct. Okay. So, so main power appears to be off. Okay. The I suppose this was a question that we should have asked when we boarded, but uh, that life support is functional enough to still provide atmosphere. Yes. So that we didn't just, you know... <laughs> yeah. Well, <the> campaign's <laughs> over. We, we, we've been walking around in a vacuum. Yeah, no. I mean, no. I got my suit. That's got life support. And I can yeah, breathe and in a vacuum. you got your ring, but, it, but everybody else would have been... <laughs> <laughs> no, the... The air is... Stale and unfiltered. It smells like dust and cordite, but... But it doesn't smell like death. Yeah, it does not smell like rot. Mm-hmm. And it's breathable. Okay. Interesting. I would say we've probably gotten far enough that we should wait for them to uh, catch up. Um... Yeah. You say we try and see if there's anything around here that's worth scavenging. We're yeah. probably only a minute or two behind you. Yeah, are there any, like, check out the drones. doors off of this hallway, or is it just continuing to just be a straight hallway? Um, This particular space seems to be a bit of a transit way. Okay. There is a, a hall that runs several hundred feet uh, and you can see a um, door 
at the end of this hallway. Hallway. Okay. Okay. I kind of want to see what's 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 through the door. I mean, I that's a perfectly fine plan. That's that's the only I mean, that's the only way they can go. It's not like they can just stop in like other rooms or anything. And if it's something bad, then we just uh, we just stick our heads in and say hey. And if it's something bad, we say okay, nope, and we go and get the guys. Sound good? I mean, that's again perfectly fine. Yeah. Onward. To so the door. you'll you'll continue up to the door. Continue mm-hmm. up to the door. Okay. The door is a standard emergency bulkhead. It closes whenever there's a any sort of damage that might structurally seal off a section of the ship. Um, generally, the a ship of this size will have automated computers or even sometimes an artificial intelligence that will isolate specific parts of the ship. Um, failing that, there's a fail-safe system that just shuts every door. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is an override panel next to each of the doors okay, that that's... deploys and provides atmospheric information about what's on the other side of the door. That's actually exactly what I was going to ask next. <laughs> um, yeah. A simple data check. How tall be- up is it? Because I'm, you know three foot six <laughs> it's probably just out of your reach it's at the top of your you could get it with your tiptoes but you couldn't see what it said what's on it I'll, I'll have a look <laughs> actually I suppose I should be I suppose I should be down here just sit on the floor. Although, <laughs> I, if I get onto the floor, I can't get back up. Unless you guys all want to lift me up. So that's that's just... Although, we'll, we'll so, not do that. No. So that I don't have to relay the information, I will pick up cornflakes and put her on top of Igobot. Okay. So that she can sit on top of Igobot. That's doable. You're a robot dinosaur riding gnome. The absurdity begins, but you roll. Uh, only a 12. <laughs> you didn't roll abjectly enough to not read the information. Um, <laughs> some of the data is coming back odd because it's clear the computer systems aren't functioning the way that they're supposed to on the ship. Um, but you're able to determine that the door release is functional and there's atmosphere on the other side of the door. Um, so it looks like uh, you won't suddenly undergo implosive oh. decompression. Cool! And get sucked out the airlock. but uh, yeah. Or get sucked out the door. Um, so why don't we uh, take a crack at opening this? Yes. Roll perception. Both of us? Yes. Okay. Disadvantage. Dim light. Oh, disadvantage because dim. Um. Oh, I have dark roll, vision. Roll perception, not at disadvantage because it is an audible 
Oh, person. okay. It, it, it's okay. Sound. I'm nope. I am one hundred percent focused. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little bit distracted because I'm on a mech. <laughs> a dinosaur. <laughs> There's sort of a white noise that you've noticed in the ship. Mm-hmm. Sort of a humming kind of a sound and a occasional scritchy, scratchy, like metal-y sound. And it's nothing unusual. Sounds like kind of just like the ship Yeah, just the ship. Settling. So, yeah. yeah. Kind of like a house makes weird noises when it's settling. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we might want to be a little bit careful. Hmm? Uh, why? It, it sounds like... With all of this damage that's gone on, it sounds like some parts are just kind of, like, settling, so... Oh, well... As, as you're discussing, Lilio hits the stud and opens the door. Okay. The door shifts open. And even before it finishes, sort of, it irising open. Okay. You see feet. Robot feet. I must stay very, very still on top of this dinosaur. Shh. Get to the side. I mean, the, the door continues to open, <laughs> I'm assuming. So, we, we, we get to the side. Yeah. I, I mean, so there's not much on either side of the door as far as hallway is yeah. concerned. Yeah. No, I'm just, like, to be, like, on either side of the door, basically. If that's even... Crawling around the door... Are roll your tech. Eleven. Nine. Those are spiders. <laughs> Definitely spiders. Those are spiders. Oh, I hate spiders. Oh, it looks like uh, they've also taken an interest into animal robotics. Hmm. Roll um, initiative. Yeah. Hey! Four! Are, are, are you doing anything to indicate your situation? I will. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Once I fire my laser bolt. Right, and you get to shooty firsty. Ooh, well, that's a good initiative result. Okay. 23. I will shoot first. Four. All right, Han Solo. Okay, uh, I have so, a smuggler feet. <laughs> yes. These boys are going away for the night. So, it will be Lily, Spiders, Cornflakes, mm-hmm. and then the two of you will hear the activity and be able to respond. So upon rolling initiative, I'm going to yes. use immediately use my reaction to fire a blast bolt. Okay. Uh, now, are they seemingly large enough to be distinct spiders? 
Or is this like a giant, massive swarm of spider stuff? They are... They're large enough to be distinct spiders. Okay. They're roughly the size of... They're a little larger than a hand each. Okay. I was going to say, you were going to say they're big as, as big as Monty, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> no, thank they're, you. They're a little smaller than Monty, but maybe somewhere in between there. Okay. Between a hand and Monty. So a Pomeranian. Yeah. Spider Pom. Spider Pom. <laughs> uh, does whatever a Spider Pom does. Rolled yep. 16 to Spider Pom. Crawls on walls. Tries to eat. Makes a sound like robot feet. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Roll your damage there. Okay. That is a. Uh... Oh. That's three. Three radiant damage. I rolled double ones. Oh. It it's all right. You shoot the spider, and it curls up and drops. Uh, do this appear to be organic spiders or robotic spiders? Robotic spiders. Robotic spiders. Okay. You you can tell when it drops that it sparks and it's damaged and it falls. Okay. Uh, all right. So then, uh, on my turn, um, I think thinking better of the situation, um, because how many are there? Lots. 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 Mm -hmm. At this point is what you can read. Lots. Okay. Okay. I'm going to use my action to try and close the door back up. Okay. (laughs) Um, Should I roll for that, or is that a simple enough operation to shut that door back? Um, I would roll check for that. Okay. 14. You, you can get the door closed, but the door is moving on the slower side. Okay. So several of them are going to get in. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm going to back away from the door then. Uh-huh. Um, and I will have uh, Igobot uh, sort of stand in front of the door on our side to intercept any that come in. Okay. With me still on him? I mean, until yeah. you get off. Cool. Um. <laughs> so yeah. I have a feeling this is gonna be this is gonna be a common theme. I'm excited yep. about this. Uh, that's that's my go. Okay. So I'm gonna move about twenty feet back. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Six of the remaining mechanical spiders are able to get in through the door. Okay. Before the door closes. Okay. Okay. Um, they crawl up around and continue on the wall and are continuing on the walls. Oh. Damn it, that just ends what I wanted to do. Um, the door, as it closes, however closes on the spider that's sort of in the door. 
Okay. <laughs> it's like a garage door. It's just something there. It opens back up again. I hope not. <laughs> it. Garage doors don't do that. I don't know what type of garage doors you're using. The door takes the brunt of what happens. The spider explodes. (laughs) The blast happens out the other side of the door. You see heat and flash. Oh, so through the back? Yeah, so it... It goes back into spider room. It closed and it started sort of rolling backwards. Okay. And it started to explode as the door finished closing. What if it... What if it chain explodes spiders in that room? Well, then, 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 then they're, they're all be going to be dead in that room. Problem solved. Yes. Yup. Thinking with science. Mm-hmm. Now you're thinking with the I mean science. <laughs> I would argue that since it's a door, we I'm, are thinking with portals. I was thinking that too. Yeah. So, anyway. Um... So is that the spider's moves just to move forward? Because they go before me. Because um, I believe we're on the spider's turn. Yes, they, because they, they go before me. <laughs> they are all... Yes, they have reached the point where they are getting close to you, but they haven't quite reached the point where they can reach you quite yet. Okay. Okay. Mhm. 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 So it's my turn now. It is. Okay. Um, how 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 wide is this hallway? It's about ten feet. Cool. Um, I am going to think, 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 and. Knowing that they're all like, still in front of me, I'm gonna thunder wave. Okay. Con fifteen save. Okay. For you guys. For the spiders. It's a fifteen foot cube originating from me. Okay. Do you have an effect that allows you to not affect allies? He's behind. She's behind me. That's true. She's and it's directed towards and the door. And it's, Got it. It's coming from yep. me. So. I'm thinking more of, oh yep. God, thunder waving the door. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm visualizing it. Okay. No. no. I mean, it's a bulkhead, so hopefully it holds. So 15, so. Okay, so two of them fail. Okay. So is it half damage on. So the two that fail are going to take um, 2d8 thunder damage and are pushed 10 feet away. Okay. The ones that saved are going to take half damage and they aren't pushed. Okay. Nine. (laughs) Uh, Nine for full damage and... Four for uh, half damage. Four for half. Yeah. Okay. They all are shoved into the door and hit the door and fall inert. Mm-hmm. 
you're all about 10 feet away, correct? I'm 20 feet away. Oh, right, you're 20. Yep. How far away are you? Yeah, you're about 10. Well, you were were on Igobot, who was in front of the door. Okay. Yeah. So you shove them towards the door, Mm -hmm. but you're next to the door. Mm Mm-hmm. You need to roll Dexterity DC 13. Igobot does not succeed on DC 13 dexterity save. Okay. 12. Oh, come on. I know. If I had a modifier, I would have gotten 13. Next time. If there is a next time. <laughs> no. I'll patch you right back up. Don't worry. Not worried about that. gotta do math now. <laughs> that was a fistful of D6s. It was. Oh, jeez. What, are we playing West End oh. game Star Wars now? Yeah, no joke. Uh, 37 fire damage. I'm unconscious. Uh, and Igobot is blown to pieces. It's fine. It's fine. It's, uh... Is bot you build. (laughs) Yeah. It's basically, uh, steel defenders can, like, be rebuilt really easily. Okay. Kind of a thing. That's good. Hey. I'll have to look up how easily, but, yeah, if it's, like, a short rest or a long rest kind of a thing. Good good news. All the spiders that are left are down. Yeah. Bad news. So is everybody else. Not me. (laughs) Except for you. And this is why you go with a buddy. Wor- yep. Worst news. That blast breached the door. Of course it did. Good news, everybody. Good news, everyone. I killed the spiders. One spider calls, crawls through the door. I'm assuming once I heard the blaster fired, I would have been running. You absolutely would have heard that. Oh, too. yes. You yeah. a thousand just, percent would have heard just it. Throwing that out there. I don't know when I'm going to show up, but just. So, everybody, reroll way. initiative now that okay. the group is able to. I am unconscious? Because the two of you are in visual range at this point. Okay. You can take a move and get within about 40 feet. Oh, okay. Five. 18. I am unconscious. You should still roll initiative because you'll right, be Right, because we need to know when your death save rolls. 19. Okay. So now. Yeah, yes, Wait. actually. I Since we rolled initiative. Yes. I'm going to use a reaction. Okay. Shoot a spider. Shoot a spider. <laughs> you shoot that spider. Uh, with a 20. With a 20. Non-crit 20. Okay. Roll that damage. Roll that beautiful damage footage. Nine. Nine. You hit the spider. Odds are evens. Oh, no. Wait, odds no, are evens? No, odds are evens. Evens. I, I can't even see what I had rolled I forgot. Either. Oh, no. 
You hit the spider, the spider falls in the door. I forgot they exploded. Six fire damage. You failed once. Okay. It's all right. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, it wouldn't be a character of mine if they didn't <laughs> die. If you weren't dying right now? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, will the party be able to save cornflakes from being blown up? <laughs> will the four of them, maybe, who are left be able to find their way safely to the cargo bay? Will they discover the Rothian artifacts? And will that cause them a problem? Find out next time on 8-Bit Adventures Plays Dark Matter. Thank you very much to um, Mage Hand Press, who produced the Dark Matter setting. Thank you very much for to TabletopAudio.com, who has been playing our sound effects this entire session. Uh, thank you very much to Pittsfield Community Television, who has provided us this fabulous studio. And if you want to see more ridiculousness like this <laughs> in comic, podcast, or other role-playing game form, visit www.8-bitadventures.com. Until next time, when we answer all those questions and more, this has been your Galaxy Master, Matthew Tucker, saying, have a wonderful night. I have spoken. Bye, everybody. Take care of yourself, boyos. This is the way. <laughs>